You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 144 and we're going to cover another PS3, Xbox 360 era game or, well, series, kind of both this week. Uh, As you may or may not know, a couple of months ago, we decided to add the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and Wii generation of games to our show. It's not something that we do every week, but I know some of our younger listeners, this generation is their NES or their Sega Genesis, so this is their retro. I'm trying to keep everybody happy. Uh, I like these games, too. And as you probably know from the music or the thumbnail or the title of the episode... We're talking Uncharted. Good old Nathan Drake this week. And while the title is technically Uncharted Drake's Fortune, which is the first game in the series, we ended up just kind of covering the franchise as a whole for the most part. Uh, My guest this week is my good buddy Tim, fellow comedian, host of Codenames Live on Twitch. I know some of you watch. He's he's a hell of a man. And we had a nice chat about Uncharted. And, And Uncharted's tough. Because it's kind of it's kind of like the original Crash Bandicoot trilogy, uh, not only because they were both made by Naughty Dog, but because the games, well, great, 
kind of bleed into each other. It's When you haven't played them in a little while, it's kind of hard to tell Uncharted 1 from Uncharted 2 to Uncharted 3. Uh, so we just kind of got into the franchise in general, its effect on the industry, what do we like about them, obviously, what we don't like about them, stuff like that. Uh, I think this is a really fun episode. I think hopefully you're going to like it, and we'll get there in just a minute, because speaking of stuff people like and don't like, it is time for yet another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. Da, 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 da. And I want to thank everyone that's ordered some merchandise over the past week. Thank you so, so much. It's going really well. Uh, if you haven't seen it, we have t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, uh, all featuring some sick new art by my man Joe over at 4545creative.com. The feedback has been great. Orders are starting to ship out now. Uh, so thanks again. If you're interested in checking it out, you can find all of it at rememberthegamepodcast.com. It's a great way to support the show. And of course, speaking of supporting the show, a huge thank you to everyone that's supporting us over on Patreon. It's it's a phenomenal bang for your buck. Assuming, with a caveat, this is assuming you can tolerate the sound of my voice. With any regularity, and I am hoping if you're listening to this that you can, then our Patreon is about the best value on that fucking platform because it is two bucks US per month. Uh, and you get to help pick the games we cover. You can join our Discord. You can send in comments to be read on all of my podcasts, including the ability to play Play One, Remake One, Erase One every week. And of course, the main event you get extra podcasts, you get a lot of extra podcasts. You get my gaming news podcast, Game Patch, every Friday morning instead of waiting until Monday. And you get exclusive access to Expansion Pass, which I... I'm not just saying this. I truly believe Expansion Pass is the best podcast I produce week in and week out. We have over 60 bonus episodes just waiting for you right now when you sign up. Game reviews, game rankings, lookbacks at consoles, predictions episodes, all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, episode 54 of Expansion Pass went live this past Sunday. And with it being WrestleMania weekend in the world of WWE, I thought I would rank my favorite pro wrestling video games. Uh, and as is becoming tradition, here's a quick sneak peek of last Sunday's episode of Expansion Pass, number 54, my top 10 favorite wrestling games of all time. Let's get this started with number 10 on my list. WWF Smackdown for the PlayStation 1. And uh, Wolfgang Darren wrote into us on Patreon and said, Revenge, of course, pro wrestling for the NES, and Smackdown on the PS1 was cool too. And you're goddamn right it was, Darren. I also love WCW and WWE Revenge. Pro wrestling from the NES, yeah. Uh, but Smackdown on the PS1 was fucking awesome. I remember playing this. I thought this was like the greatest looking video game back in the day. Because you got to remember, we were all playing the No Mercies and the and the, and the the WrestleMania 2000s at this point, which were great over on the Nintendo 64. SmackDown just seemed like a much more photorealistic, and it seems so silly to say now, because if you look at it now, you're like, this is fucking hideous looking. So that was last Sunday's podcast. And then for this weekend, episode 55, 
I think I'm going to talk PlayStation. Something that I've wanted to do for a little while is visit each of the big three, the PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, and kind of, you know, break down what I think they're doing right, what they're doing wrong, what decisions I would make if I was in charge, what I think they should do for the coming years. Uh, kind of a, you know, not a state... Uh, of address but yeah just to kind of look at the overall lay of the land on each of those consoles what i think they need to do to stay competitive as it were uh i think it could be a lot of fun so we're gonna hit up each of the big three companies over the coming months maybe we'll do a sega one too maybe like a hypothetical if we were trying to bring them back what would we do uh but we're gonna start with playstation they're the kings i i want to give them their due so that's going to be this sunday's episode so again two bucks Gets you all that instant access. You can download all those episodes onto your phone. Someone, Slick Rick did the math and said it was like, I don't know, it was something fucking crazy. It was, it was like a few cents an episode or something you're paying at this point. Uh, plus, not only do you get all that stuff, but you get a shout out. And you get to hear me mispronounce your name like uh, right here on the show, like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to all of our newest Patreons. Titan Entertainment, Jose E. Marco, Seth Mayfield, Tom Calvert, Chris Freeman, Kyle Bolton, Scarlett, Zonko504, Lee Sparks, A Sharp J, and The Old Man of Gaming. Thank you all so, so much. Welcome to Remember the Game Industries, patreon.com slash remember the game. Uh, dude, the Patreon's exploding right now. We're adding like 10, 11 supporters a week. It's, I can't thank you all enough. It's a bit, thank you. Thank you. Uh, oh yeah, I have a P.O. Box too. I Sometimes I forget to plug it, but you can find the full address on our website. It's P.O. Box 69181, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, T6V1G7. Just shoot me a postcard or a letter, something. Just tell me where you're listening. I'll send you a postcard back. We'll be friends. Uh, Re, I think it is Re or Ray from Texas. I got your postcard this week. Thank you. Um... But I don't have a return address, so I can't send you one back. So if you want, if you if you want me to to send you a postcard back, DM me or shoot me an email, memberthegame at gmail.com, or reach out to me on social media. Uh, give me your address, and I'll shoot you a postcard back. And if you don't want one, if you if you don't want one, then that's fine. That's, I understand. I wouldn't want my stank in your house, so I get that. Uh, and then as always, I stream on Twitch a few nights a week. We're going Tuesday, Wednesday nights, and Saturday afternoons. My new capture card is here. It works perfect. So I'm back on Twitch. Twitch.tv and then slash member the game. So look for member the game over there. Completely free if you just want to come hang out with me. I don't yell at people to give me donations. I don't make you subscribe to chat or anything. I just like hanging out with the hot dogs. So come and say hi if you want. That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you with our opening segment, Blowing in the Cartridge. Every week, I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons, usually gaming-related, but not always. And as I said, we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. So let's blow. And uh, and last week, about half the comments that I read were, were people saying nice things about me and the show. And it was really nice. But I said, last week, I specifically said, hey, listen... Feel free to blast me in a comment if you want. Write in, tell me what I'm doing wrong, tell me I suck, let me balance it out. I encouraged it because I was just reading too many comments blowing smoke up my own ass. And some of you came through and I promised I would read them. So let's get to, uh, let's do this. Luca wrote in and said, uh, you said last week that you would read some negative comments. So here's my negative comment. You're too self-deprecating. I understand it's part of your brand and you shouldn't completely abandon what you've been doing, but you could probably dial it back a bit. Listen, Luca, thank you for writing in. Uh, I'll shit on myself all I want, okay? I gotta shit somewhere. Why not on myself? I do, you, you know what? It's the comedian in me. I do shit on myself a lot. 
it, I gotta stop saying it like that because that sounds bad. I do come down on myself a lot, um, but it's just it's the comedian in me. I can't help it, and I and I appreciate you for calling me out on that. But I just know I'm never gonna be able to stop it. So, I it, thank you, but I won't be able to help it. So that was the softest one. They get worse as we go. Dave wrote in and said, "Hi Adam, big fan of the intro of the podcast, and I'm warming up to you as a host, but I will never enjoy you as a person." <laughs> That's nice. Uh, since I'm not a big gamer, but your last episode was all about wrestling, are you excited or interested in the WWE 2K game they announced during WrestleMania? Thank you for the most affordable entertainment in the business. Lots of love, Dave. Oh, okay. Well, see, that's not bad. I, 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 I don't enjoy me as a person either, so I get that, Dave. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say I'm excited about the upcoming WWE 2K game. I would say I'm interested in the upcoming game. It's, it's just it's one of those like. Like when Rocky Balboa came out, which was Rocky Six, I was like, I wasn't so excited as I was interested because I was like, well, Rocky Three was a little rough. Rocky Four was fun but stupid. Rocky Five was abysmal. Let's see if they can figure out how to make it good. And they did. I don't care what anyone says. Rocky Balboa is a top. If you don't count the Creed movies, I actually think Rocky Balboa is the second best Rocky movie. But anyway, uh, man, maybe we could do a ranking of those. Anyway, it doesn't. No, okay. Uh, so. The WWE 2K games have kind of been doing the same way. Like in the early days, they were the early Rocky movies. And then WWE, you know, 2K20 was kind of the Rocky 5 of the of the WWE game. So I'm I'm hoping that this one is their Rocky Balboa, but I'm just all I'm I'm afraid that it's just going to be WWE 2K20 but with better graphics. And I'm hoping that that's not the case cuz I really want to buy your wrestling game and play it. So I'm I'm hoping it doesn't suck, but I'm very cautiously skeptically optimistic. That's probably the best way to put it. And then finally, the final of everybody shitting on me in the comments this week comes from an on, the honest Pokemon trainer who said, "You asked for this, Adam. You piece of shit, flap. No, oh, no, wait. So <laughs> some of the, some of these some of these insults, like I don't. I'm gonna try to do like a. I don't, I can't. I, honest Pokemon trainer. I honestly can't remember if you're from uh, Australia or England or Europe. I don't know. So I'm gonna try to just do. All right. <clears throat> You asked for this, Adam. You piece of shit, flappy wanker. Why is the COVID? Blame Canada. Put me on probation. I'll put you in hell in a cell and I'll murder you. That's a little much, Pokemon trainer. The murdering me is a little much. But he did end it with a smiley face, which makes me feel better. And then he said, my question is, you talked about comedy and how now that you know the secrets, it's lost its shine. Have you ever heard of British comedians Ross Noble and Russell Howard? Ross Noble never really has a script and makes his gig up on the night. Over half of it is just interaction with the crowd. Russell Howard has a lazy eye himself, but he uses it as part of his routine and it's awesome. Stay safe and I hope that you are well. Uh... Okay, well, thanks for shitting on me, Pokemon Trainer. The murder thing was made a little much. Thank you. Uh, I have actually never heard of Ross Noble or Russell Howard, but I've said many times, well, I am a stand-up comedian. I don't pay a lot. I, I'm, I'm a clueless. I'd be like a fucking uh, mu- musician that knows nothing of the Beatles. I know nothing about stand-up comedy. I know like a select few. So I've never heard of either of them, but I will definitely look up particularly Ross Noble because... Uh, most of my act is also made up on the fly, just interaction with the crowd. I really enjoy watching that kind of stuff when it's done well. So uh, I'll check that. I'll check that out because that sounds more up my alley to uh, a lot of the more 
scripted isn't the word, but a lot of material, like comedians that just perform material. And that, that's, it's a, I'm not shitting on comics that do that, but that's just not my jam. I prefer the, the crowd interaction, making it up on the fly myself. So, uh, so thank you to those of you that came, that wrote in and shit on me. Not everybody did that. Uh, Zonko 504 wrote in and said, Hey Adam, greetings from New Orleans. Nice. New Orleans. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, I've been listening to the shows for the last several months and I'm really behind what you're doing. I love the format of the show and it's conversational tone. It makes me feel like I'm just listening in on good friends, discussing things that they love as a new kid on the block. I don't want to get in trouble telling tales outside of school, but you asked for comments that weren't just, uh, that weren't just to serve blowing up your ego. Have you ever noticed that you use a lot of food-related metaphors in your critiques? I think I may be sensitive to it because I work as a chef. You have a few favorites, but meat on the bone comes to mind, and I can even hear you saying it in my head as I'm typing this post. Keep up the hard work. I look forward to my new status as a hot dog in the weed that is taking over the retro gaming podcast world. <laughs> Yo, you wait till we're in charge, Zonko, then they'll fucking pay. Um... You know what? I gotta be honest. I'm, I so I know that I say I gotta be honest, or I gotta say. I know I say that a lot. I know I say I suck that game's dick a lot. Uh, I know I swear a lot. But I gotta be. I never. I almost said I gotta be honest. Uh, but I've never noticed that I use a lot of food-related metaphors. Uh, but that could just be because I'm a fat kid trapped in a slightly, slightly fat kid's body. Maybe that I just love. I love to eat. I'm. I think about food twenty-four-seven. So maybe that's my problem. Is there's always just food in my mind. If I, dude, if I had to choose between being able to eat all the fun food, because I like almost everything. I've said it many, like the only food I really, like off the top of my head, not counting like the freak foods, you know, like fucking head cheese and that weird stuff. Like the only normal foods I don't really like is I don't really care for lobster and crab. Like I'm not a big, other than it's like fish, I'm not a big seafood guy. And I hate scalloped potatoes because my mom used to make scalloped potatoes when I was a kid. And my mom's a good cook, but her scalloped potatoes are, are awful. And I hate them. Um, other than that, I like just about everything. So if I had to choose between giving up, because I hate picky eaters. Like, I, oh, I don't hate you. I know some of you listen to this. I just don't understand it. I'm like, dude, just eat everything. So if I had to choose between giving up video games or giving up my like of most of my most food, I don't know what I would choose. Like, I'm really torn on that because I really, really like food, but I also really, really like video games. So I, no, I've never noticed that, but now I'm going to be self-conscious about it. So fucking thanks, Zonko504. Dude, and it might have been sacrilege to sell someone from, tell uh, a cook from New Orleans that I don't like seafood. Maybe, I don't know. Anyway, uh, a couple more here and then we'll move on. Wolfgang Darren wrote in. And said, not video game related. Well, not too much. I miss Saturday and Sunday morning cartoons. You know, getting up early and just watching all the shoals with a bowl of sugary cereal. Seeing all the cool toys coming out. Making He-Man fight Shredder while Raphael takes out Mumra. Just good times. I think that's why I don't like some sports. Because once golf came on, I had to go do my chores. Oh yeah, and Shovel Knight is great. That is all. So, I was going to reply to this, Darren, but then David Phillips wrote in and kind of played the same card. David Phillips said, Adam, here's a question I'd love for you to answer too. What's a show from your childhood that you love, but nobody really seems to talk about? For me, it's Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. The show lasted one season in 1987 and ended on a cliffhanger and then never got picked up again from its initial showing. Uh, it never even got a rebroadcast, as far as I'm aware. Each episode cost a million bucks to make, so I'm sure that it has something to do with it ending. Uh, I don't remember Captain Power. Hmm, I don't think I remember Captain Power. But I will... Okay, so Darren, yeah, I totally miss watching cartoons on the weekends. We weren't allowed to call our friends' houses until 10 a.m. 
So until 10 a.m., I had free reign to just crush all the cereal I wanted and watch cartoons. But then at 10 a.m., yeah, I was like, all right, I want to go outside and play. So um, what is a show from my childhood that I love, but nobody really seems to talk about? Because, I mean, I love Simpsons. I love Ninja Turtles. I love the real Ghostbusters. People talk about all those. Oh, dude, yes. You know what show I loved as a kid that no one talks about? My Pet Monster. Does anyone else? I hope that somebody listening to this just popped in their car right now or wherever you are because you're like, oh my God. I remember it was like about this kid who had this like little toy pet monster, but then he had the handcuffs on him. And then when he took the handcuffs off, then the monster came to life. And I loved that show so much that I I remember, I don't remember getting it. Like I had it since I was, since my memories formed, but I had a stuffed version of my pet monster that I fucking love. I loved that toy and I used to take it everywhere. My mom, and, oh my God. I'm positive my mom and dad got me that because <clears throat> I wouldn't shut up about my pet monster. So that would be the show from my childhood that I love that nobody else talks about. Also, I would say Where in the World is Carmen San Diego, but I think some people talk about that show. But I, I, despite the fact that I know literally nothing about geography, it's like it's sad. My girlfriend and I built a puzzle a couple of months ago, which was a map of the world, and I was so frustrated because every time I picked up like a, a um like a, a city that was outside of North America, I had no fucking idea where it went. No fucking idea. I learned so much about geography working on this puzzle. It's uh, turns out Great Britain is not just a city. Lesson learned. Um, so I liked Where in the World is Carmen San Diego as well. Uh, those are fun. That was fun. Thanks, guys. We have one to go. As always, it's our letter time letter. So <clears throat> it's letter time. It's letter time. And this week, Dave McGee, longtime hot dog is our letter time letter. And Dave said, so I've been reading up on all the issues with Outriders. One thing I've noticed is a lot of streamers and social media <clears throat> influencers have been saying that this is one of the worst things to happen to gaming and they will never play the game again. And how could they release the game in this state? Now I understand that the servers crashing and some bugs like inventories being wiped out is a pain, which has been addressed directly and or fixed quite well. If you ask me, it blows my mind how quick these media outlets and streamers have forgotten how much worse cyberpunk's long was and still is it just blows me away how quickly these outlets will jump on the flavor of the month and drop much more problematic issues in gaming rant over have a wonderful day sir so thanks for writing in dave i honestly don't know if that was a dig at me because you said one thing i've noticed is a lot of streamers and social media <clears throat> influencers that's how you said it i certainly wouldn't consider myself an influencer at all i would consider myself a social media pariah frankly um i mean I, I can't, I don't know. I can't, I can't decide if I agree with you or not. Because the thing is, is like cyberpunk, like they took a lot of shit. I know personally, I shit, I've shit all over that game. But that game's like five months old now and they're not doing anything. Now they're just like, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll fix it. And so whenever they bring up something, we bring it up. But it's like Outriders is the big new game right now. And it's the game everybody's playing right now. So it's, like, of course we're going to shit on that. That's just what it, it would be like, you know, if, if you're a, it would be like, it'd be like talking about a dirty hockey play from five months ago instead of a dirty hockey play that happened last night. You know what I mean? It's like, we have to talk about what's topical. So, I, I mean, 
for the record, and I haven't said this, and I don't know if anyone else has said this, I have I I haven't seen anyone say that Outriders was worse than Cyberpunk. I will say it. I don't have any experience with Outriders because I haven't been able to get into the fucking game. I haven't tried since that weekend. I think that's Outriders' problem was that the servers were down its opening weekend, and a lot of people, including myself, frankly, were just like, "Well, I don't know if I'll come back to this because I have too many other things to play." Whereas Cyberpunk, I'm still shitting on Cyberpunk Five. I think Cyberpunk is going to have a long-lasting effect on the world of gaming because I think from now on when games are broken when they're upon release people are going to compare them to cyberpunk and be like well, this they're pulling a cyber and i think companies are going to try to avoid pulling a cyberpunk whereas outriders i gotta be honest if this was a busier fuck i say i gotta be honest too often i might as well just i gotta be honest and put some more meat on the bone in the stew uh, there that one's for uh, that was for all you food lovers uh, if Outriders had come out during a busier time in the gaming schedule, I don't think people would be talking about it very much at all, quite frankly. I think the reason people are talking about it is because there's nothing to fucking talk about. We have all these new next, you know, I have a PS5 and a Series X sitting behind me and we've gotten like three next gen games on them. So I think Outriders, the fact that it's a, and it's not even technically a next gen game. I don't, I, in my opinion, um, but, but either way, I think that's why people are talking about it is just because it, it just happens to be the flavor of the month. I think people will stop. People have already kind of stopped talking about it, whereas they're still laughing at cyberpunk. So I, I, I get what you're saying. I don't know if I would call it jumping on the flavor of the month as it is talking about what's topical, right? Because that's the other thing, and I don't even like to admit this, but I have to kind of say this as a podcast host. You, I don't want to say clickbait because I don't feel like my, I, I feel like my shows are anything but clickbait. My thumbnails suck. My titles suck. I don't feel like we're clickbaiting, but producing content, particularly when it comes to something like gaming news, it is about getting eyes on you and you've got to play to what people want to hear about. And I, and I think part of the problem might be that after five months, I know I feel like this, people are just sick of talking cyberpunk. People are fucking, it's just like, dude, I've said it many times on game patch. I'm like, dude, when your game works, come tell us until then, just shut the fuck up and go away. And Whereas Outriders is this brand new thing where it's like, okay, we don't have to talk about Cyberpunk anymore. We can talk about the new game. And if I'm the developers of Outriders, I want everyone to be talking about my game the weekend it comes out. The problem is that the weekend that your game came out, it didn't fucking work. So that's what everyone's going to talk about. So I, I, I kind of agree, but I understand people need to be topical, right? It's like, dude, not to tie this into the real world and I don't want to depress everybody, but like when you turn on the news, are you not sick of fucking COVID? Do you know what I mean? Like, is it just like, just give me something. And I, before that, it was Trump. And I'm not saying you're pro-Trump or anti-Trump. It was just like, dude, fucking guy's on my TV every fucking day. And it's like, I don't want it every time I turn on a video game podcast. I don't want to hear about fucking cyberpunk anymore. Tell me about somebody else that fucked up or a new disease or fucking something. So I, I think it's kind of trying to be topical. But I, I know you really like Outriders, so I understand what you're saying. And they do seem to be fixing it. Credit given to them. And I think they deserve a lot of credit for that. They fucking owned it. And we're like, yeah, we'll fix it. Sorry about that. So... Anyway, that's all the blowing in the cartridge this week. Thank you to everybody that wrote in and played along. Sorry, I can't read all of them. We're getting too many. But I, and I don't mean don't stop. I don't mean stop. Not at all. I just, I got to pick and choose. And, and I hate that because I want to read all of them. Uh, but speaking of reading more of your comments, let's do that with some more of them. Let's get into our smash hit segments. Play one, remake one, erase one.
And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the unofficial official game show. Actually, it's just the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. Uh, the rules are simple. We do this every week. I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released. They can remake one as a modern AAA game. And the third game is a race from time forever. And this week, uh, considering we're talking about a PlayStation exclusive in Uncharted, I decided to go with the PlayStation exclusives that haven't been remade recently edition. And our contenders are Jack and Daxter, Sly Cooper, and the Thievius Raccoonius, I think is how you say it, and Infamous. Um, as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. We're going to get to there in just a minute. And the reason I said PlayStation exclusives that haven't been remade recently is because I I won't speak on behalf of Sly Cooper or Infamous, but I know Jack and Daxter got re-released. I don't even think it was really a remake. They just repackaged them, but... You're getting a full-blown AAA remake, which with every one of these games you remake. You're getting the Final Fantasy VII remake treatment, all right? So let's see what we got here. We're going to start. Lee Sparks is our first player this week, and Lee said, I'd play Jack and Daxter. It still plays fine, looks gorgeous, and has next-to-no-load screens. Uh, I'd remake Infamous. It would benefit from benefit from updated visuals and might sell well if it had new quests and missions, etc. And then I would erase Sly Cooper. I always found these games overrated. Great concept, but I never found it fun to play. Uh, that's a fair. You know what? I like the the first player most weeks on play one, remake one, erase one. I like to just it's just it's a coherent, quick, it's a precise take, sound logic all around. I can get on board with this, and I agree with you. Jack and Daxter does still play fine, does still look gorgeous. I cannot, I'm not going to argue with you at all, Lee. So solid, not the way I would do it. Solid start. Let's uh, let's keep the positivity going here. Titan Entertainment. Let's see what you have to say. He said, play Sly Cooper. I never got to play it back in the day. Uh, if I do, check it out. I want it to be the original game. Remake Jack and Daxter. That game could really benefit from the Spyro and Crash Bandicoot remake treatment. Erase Infamous. The game is kind of trash, especially the PS4 sequel. Titan Titan Entertainment, that is your first right into this show. And on your very first right into this show, you called Infamous Trash. And you and I are officially beefing. It is on like Donkey Kong. Infamous is not trash. You're, oh, son of a bitch. Um, I will say that I would also like to see Jack and Dex. I love Jack and Dexter, but I would love to see that game get the remake treatment that the Spiral the Dragon and Crash Bandicoot games got. I would also love to see that. So... I mean, you're not you're not disqualified because you played by the rules, but know that we're beefing because you Infamous is not trash, Titan Entertainment. It is not trash. Oh, I was gonna call you trash, but I it's it's one comment. I I can't. I mean, I'll call you trash, but you gotta burn me more than once before I'll label you trash. Uh, Tom Calvert, let's see if we can't fix this. Said, play Jack and Daxter. I have vivid memories of playing this game as a three or four year old kid with my dad. I never picked it up and I would love to play it again for nostalgia's sake. Uh, just before I finish your comment, Tom, to know that you were playing that game when you were three or four and I was playing that game, fuck, as like a 20 year old makes me feel like an old piece of shit. Uh, Tom continues, remake Sly Cooper. Not a game I played, as I was a pretty big Nintendo fan growing up, and I owned a GameCube and then an original Xbox. However, from what I've seen on YouTube, and particularly speedrunning, the gameplay looks extremely fun and intuitive, and I would absolutely love to see it get the next lick of paint, the get a, get the new lick of paint that Crash got with the Insane Trilogy. So there's that argument again. 
Oh, and that means Erase Infamous. I was never a huge fan of these games. Played the original on the PS3, but I was never able to get into it. Got Second Son free with my PS4 Pro back when and didn't even cut the film on the box. I have absolutely no drive to play it. Maybe that makes me a shitty person, but I do own it as part of the PS Plus collection on PS5, so it'll be interesting to see what other people say. Maybe I'll give the series another shot. You know what? You know why I'm not going to rip on you, Tom, the way I just ripped on Titan Entertainment? is because you said never playing Infamous maybe makes you a shitty person so you owned it right in front all you fucking listen i didn't plan on bringing angry adam out today because this is an uncharted episode and i really like uncharted i'm in a good mood today but all of you throwing shade at infamous need to check yourselves all right because that game and that series is fantastic and i'm sure sly is good i've never played it and i like jack and daxter just fine but all of you that haven't played infamous need to get a little bit of culture you all come at me and you're like oh you haven't played castlevania symphony of the night oh you haven't played gunstar heroes why don't you get a thing at saturn because i'm too busy playing good games like infamous that none of you have played and you started to really piss me off that's why thank you for playing tom oh jose e marco wrote in and said this one is easy and simple it better be keep jack and daxter they are absolute playstation classics remake infamous it has great potential to be a triple a game and last and especially least get rid of sly cooper and the thievius raccoonus never liked it don't let the door hit you on the way out jose you can take a seat right beside me. You get shotgun on this fucking drive through this goddamn train wreck of a podcast because you're damn right Infamous has the potential to be a great AAA game and it should absolutely be remade. Well done, Jose. Pi Messiah wrote in and said, I'll start this off by saying any of these three deserve a remake before The Last of Us. I fucking agree with you 100%, Pi Messiah. But to play ball... <clears throat> excuse me Pi Messiah continues I'll play Jack and Daxter as it is at least it got a remaster on PS3 and it saw a port to PS4 remake Infamous it was a fantastic series to be introduced for PS3 when I got mine it came bundled with it and I thoroughly enjoyed the story in reality I don't see a remake coming with the similar play style it shares with the current Spider-Man series I don't see Sony taking that route and Erase Sly, I never got into the series. Not that it was bad or not to my taste. I just never picked it up, so I can't say I would be sad about erasing it. And finally, Sony, I hope you tune in to remember the game, because then maybe you'll remember your games and make them backwards compatible. Ooh. I think Sony listens to this. I don't think they're willing to admit it, but I think Sony listens to our show. I'm, I just, I'm going to go on the blind assumption that nine-tenths of our listeners are just video game board executives. I, I don't, maybe I do. I can't agree with you more, Pi. Uh, not necessarily in your order. I don't agree with you on your order. But these games all deserve remakes more than The Last of Us. And I do hope Sony remembers that they have old games and makes them backwards compatible. I agree with that 100%. A couple more here and then we'll move on. Good A wrote in and said, Play Jack and Daxter. It's probably the only Naughty Dog game I haven't played and they can do no wrong. Remake Infamous because that was a good game already. Erase Sly Cooper. I like Good A. What I like about your comment is that you gave no logic or reasoning for your erase. You were just like, fuck it. Erase Sly Cooper. Fuck them. And uh, you're right. Naughty Dog can't really do any wrong. So you should absolutely... Well, Jack 2 and Jack 3 are kind of wrong. But you should play Jack and Daxter at least. And then one more. Morgan wrote in and said, Remake Infamous. This series needs a serious comeback. I feel this game was a template for a lot of future Sony exclusives. Play Sly Cooper because I want to erase Jack and Daxter for its shitty cover art i've never considered going full-blown angry adam and play one remake one erase one twice and i'm 
borderline tempted to right now. All of you shitting on Infamous need to get your heads together. And Morgan, if you don't like the Jack and Daxter cover art, then your eyes must be as bad as mine because that cover art is immaculate. And I will be goddamned if I'm going to let you erase a game that I like as much as Jack and Daxter just because for some weird reason you have a problem with superior cover art. If you don't like bad cover art, you better never play the original Mega Man. You've never played fucking three quarters of the NES games. You certainly should never... Oh, I won't lie to you. As I was doing that rant, I was banking on a game with bad cover art to pop into my head and nothing fucking came. So just, oh, fucking Morgan. Fucking every, fucking everybody. One of you got it right this week. And I want to give a special shout out to Dylan. Dylan nailed it. Erase Sly Cooper. It just never felt like a game based entirely on stealth. It was a good concept of a game though. Play Infamous because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And remake Jack and Daxter because I feel like it needs a remake and I'm never wrong. And you know what, Dylan, to your credit, you're not wrong tonight because that is precisely what I would do as well. I would also play Infamous. And the only reason that I am not remaking Infamous instead of playing it is because we have three awesome Infamous games and Sucker Punch, the developer, is also the developer of Ghost of Tsushima. And as much as I would love a remake of Infamous, I would rather see them work on the next Ghost of Tsushima game. So we're just going to play those as they are. They are fine. We're going to remake Jack and Daxter, and I would particularly remake Jack and Daxter 2 and 3 to make them more like the original Jack and Daxter instead of getting all fucky in GTA like they ended up doing. And then I would erase Sly Cooper. And it's because this is the one of the trilogy I haven't played. And most of the time, I try to avoid erasing the game I haven't played because I would much rather experience it. But I will be goddamned if I'm going to erase Jack and Daxter or Infamous. That's not fucking happening. So slay, or pardon me, slay the Cooper. (laughs) Sly Cooper, you kind of got the short end of the stick because you got matched up against two games that I love very, very, very much. You got to get the fuck out, all right? And realistically... I'm never going to get to go back and play every game that I want to go back and play. So if Sly Cooper never finds its way onto my consoles, TS. I still have Infamous and Jack and Daxter. I'm happy there. All right? Thank you to everyone that wrote in and played, even though some of you are fucking wrong. Um, I love doing that segment. Let me break down what I've been playing, and then we'll get to some Uncharted talk. And I finished Near Automata. Uh, I think it's, I, I've given up trying to say it correctly. Uh, weird fucking game, man. Weird fucking game. But I really liked it. If you haven't played it, it's on Game Pass. It's, um, kind of, it's a hack and slash, but also shooty, really weird RPG. I, I, I think it's really, I think the, 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 I don't particularly like hack and slash combat games like your Devil May Cries. Like those just aren't my jam, but I actually had quite a bit of uh, fun playing with uh near automata not only because the combat was fun but it really told a, a funky story that had my attention the whole way one of the i can't think of a better word a better podcast host would come up with a better word than weird but i'm not a better podcast host so i can't come up with a better word than weird it's one of the weirdest games i've ever played but uh i i recommend checking it out i, I it's not going to be for everybody so I, I wouldn't necessarily say go out and spend 60 dollars on it if you're not sure because it's not gonna be for everyone play it on game pass if you can uh, otherwise, I'm, it, it, look for it on sale. It's probably cheap quite often. Uh, if you like it, you'll love it. I put 30 hours into it. And uh, and then I decided that I was, all right, I got to move on. I got to play some other stuff. But I really, really enjoyed that game. I'm also playing Toe Jam and Earl on the Sega Genesis as it won our Patreon poll. And I owe you guys, pardon me, I owe you guys an episode of it in the next couple of weeks. And speaking of games that I like, I fucking love. I, I hate to, I usually try not to spoil 
what I think of games before I talk about them on the podcast. I fucking love Toe Jam and Earl. That game is going to get a phenomenal review. That has become, it is probably in my top three favorite, favorite Sega Genesis games so far. I love that game. Uh, and then I've been playing Final Fantasy V as I owe uh, an episode of the show to our good friend Ben, longtime supporter. And this was the game he picked for us to cover. And I'm not going to give away all my thoughts, but I'm telling you there's much more good than bad so far in Final Fantasy V. And that's all I'm going to say because I know Final Fantasy episodes, they get people's interest. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold back on most of my thoughts. But that's basically what I've been playing over the last week. It's been a good week between Nier, Toe Jam, and Earl, and Final Fantasy V. It's been a good week of video games. Uh, let's get into Uncharted. Speaking of good video games, that's what you guys are here for. I like to give you nerds a chance to sound off about what we're talking about before I sound off. And I gotta be, dude, mixed opinions from our audience on Uncharted. I'm just gonna, I'm not even gonna react to a lot of these. I just wanna rip through them. Listen to the ups and downs here. I'm actually somewhat floored at how um, divisive this game is amongst our community. Murat Pepper. Wrote in and said, I first played Uncharted on the PS4 with the Nathan Drake collection. Now I see why everyone liked them so much. I only finished the first one and I really liked it. I'm stuck on the second one, but I really do like the Uncharted games. They stuck to the money-making formula, unlike God of War when they changed everything on the PS4. So Murat likes Uncharted. Goth C wrote in and said, as someone who dislikes long cutscenes, I could not make it through this game. I think that's actually a fair criticism. So Goth does not like Uncharted. Mercury869 wrote in and said, where do we begin? This and the second Uncharted are the reasons I wanted a PS3. Both of these games were fantastic at the time, and the third one lived up to the hype as well. As soon as I got my PS4, the first thing I did was get the Nathan Drake collection so I could finish my playthrough of number three, as well as grab the fourth entry. I am so stoked for the eventual movie coming out. I am disappointed that Nathan Fillion is not playing Nathan Drake, as they look very much alike, and now you'll never get to see that, or you'll never not see that. You're welcome. I cannot wait to hear your thoughts on this game, and hopefully the series as a whole. Well, you're definitely going to get my thoughts on the series as a whole, Mercury, but you're not going to get the Nathan Fillion should be Nathan Drake in my head because I don't know who Nathan Fillion is because I don't know anything about movies. So I like, I like, uh, fuck it. What's his name? Tom Holland, the Spider-Man. He's playing Nathan Drake. I like Tom Holland. We'll see. I have low expectations for that movie though. Brendan Hine wrote in and said, loved this series. Oh, loved is all capitals. Loved this series. Even before I acquired and beat all four titles, I used to YouTube the cutscenes as the narrative was so strong it was basically an adventure film. Very high on my all-time favorites list. So there's some love. Derpimus Prime wrote in and said, these games displayed the absolute epitome of the PS3, PS4 graphics until I saw the newest God of War anyways. Amazing voiceovers, incredible co-op mode made for an unforgettable gaming experience. As the commercial, as the old commercial ads for them stated, you truly felt like you were watching a movie. They wrapped the series up at the right time, I think, as the endless climbing sections and the near falls were getting a little old and Drake found all the treasure that Indiana Jones left behind. So there's some more love. And then finally, Mr. Satan. Mah. Overrated in my opinion. I'll play Tomb Raider. But I am strange. I don't care about The Last of Us either. Whoa. Mr. Satan. I am going to say for the record, I actually slightly prefer the Tomb Raider games to the Uncharted games, but I really like both. But to not care for The Last of Us either, we're, we're, we're going to have a handicap match. It's going to be fucking Titan Entertainment and Mr. Satan against Adam Blank soon. I'll throw oh, you. Anyway. 
let's get into it. Let's get into Uncharted. I get why it's so polarizing. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Expect this episode to be quite positive uh, because Tim and I both really like Uncharted. Uh, quick warning, we do talk a couple minutes of comedy as Tim's a stand-up comedian as well. We talk a couple minutes of comedy before we get into Uncharted, just, but it's like five minutes tops, I think. And then you get a good hour of Uncharted talk afterwards. So just so you've been warned, all right? Let's cue up some Uncharted music. And when it stops, we will discuss the Uncharted franchise and Uncharted Drake's Fortune, which originally released in North America on the PlayStation 3 on November 19th, 2007. Let's go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting is a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad, the ugly... I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And better help is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash remember the game. Okay, joining me via the blank phone this week is a uh, first-time appearance on the show, but longtime supporter, longer-time friend, fellow comedian, uh, my good buddy, Mr. Tim Riel. Do you prefer Tim or Timothy? I've always called you Tim. Who the hell would call me Timothy? I'm well, your Patreon name is Timothy. Old. It's only because, uh, you know what, I don't know why it is that. I okay. Don't, it's... It's dumb. Okay. I'll, you know what? I'll fix it just for you. Oh, I've been meaning to ask you that because I was like, dude, maybe he's because like I have friends that named their are Daniel and they prefer Daniel to Dan or Danny. And so I just was seeing that. I was like, dude, I've been calling this poor guy Tim for years. And maybe just every time I say it, his <laughs> eye just twitches a little bit. Like, call me Timothy, you fucking idiot. But uh, no, no, uh, it's uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. Uh, I'll fix it. Okay. Okay. So then joining me via the blank phone this week is my pal, Tim, not Timothy. Uh, so with that said, and now that we've argued about your name for a minute, how's it going, buddy? It's going pretty good. <laughs> uh, uh, I am, uh, I have a lot of survivor's guilt because, uh, uh, this COVID lockdown, uh, I've been thriving and I feel really bad about it. Uh, you know, uh, we've got a lot of friends who, uh, oh. who decided to take, uh, who in 2019 said, I finally made it. I'm making enough money. I'm getting enough gigs. 2020 is my year. I'm going to quit my job and, and go full force into uh, my work 
as a comedian and uh and you know it's like the people who bought the last blockbuster franchise yes uh, yes they're going through some hard hard times and i'm and i'm doing uh, just i'm doing so good and it makes me feel bad because uh a lot of my friends are not doing good i get that man i like it's I, i mean people listening to this that aren't comedians might not quite get what exactly but i totally because i did i did quit my job in i think 2018 but 2020 was going to be my year as i've bitched about on the show many times and it fell apart mm-hmm. and i and i like i'm doing fine as well but i like i've spent the last 10 months just playing video games and talking about video games and uh, i agree well, with let's you be I, fair let's be let's be super clear and super fair to uh to, to you personally uh some of our friends are like i'm gonna make a go of it i'm going to be a stand-up and you said i'm gonna make you and i have the same business plan we want to be entertainers uh that's what first and and again i'm putting words in your mouth but i want to be an entertainer i want to create something that people enjoy that is my goal a lot of it is stand-up comedy i can do that easily and well and so i do that but i want to create things that people enjoy and uh, and you went the same way. So yeah, stand up is a big part of it. But you also do this podcast, which is amazing and brings joy to many many people. And so uh, you're going to fall on your feet anyway because you didn't put all your all your eggs in that comedy basket like the rest of our friends. I, I don't I don't get our friends who are like I'm going to be a road comic. I'm like yeah. Also also do. A podcast, dude. Uh, yes, I fuck me, man. Like for those of you that don't know, like so Tim lives out in Eastern Canada. I'm here in Western Canada, and I'm not as familiar with the Eastern Canadian. And we're gonna get into Uncharted in a minute, you guys. I promise. But I don't know oh, what for sure. I, I don't know what life. Is. I'm not entirely sure how life is for Eastern Canadian comedians. But here in the West, like in Alberta, Saskatchewan, ninety percent of our work involves a six, seven, eight hour drive through these fields that are Alberta. And in the winter, they're frozen fields of ice. And it, I did that for one year and was like, I can't wait to find something I can do that isn't these fucking drives. Like, cause I like doing the standup. I don't like going to the gigs. So yeah, that's why I didn't put all the eggs in my comedy basket because I was like, I will fucking kill myself if this is going to be my life for the next 30 years. No way. No offense to all you other com- comedians out there. I don't need to shit on No, but I think they're already figuring it out now. All of my friends uh, have uh, have uh, pivoted. Uh, they are doing uh, online shows. They've got podcasts. They're, they, they've been writing a lot. I got a couple of people who sold some uh, pilots uh, that have got some uh, development deals underway with some people. So the, the people who are good at it and are smart, uh, they're pivoting and they're, they're making this work. Yeah. I think there's, um, and then we, this is the last thought. And then I promise we'll get to the video. You guys know how I am. I, I'm like a, I'm like a kid <laughs> with like a toy and then I see a bird and I forget my toy. Uh, I think a lot of, I think there are going to be some people that look back on the last year of, of lockdowns and quarantines and stuff, not even just in comedy, but maybe just in general, and uh, I think there are some people that are going to look back on this and it's obviously not a good thing and we all wish it hadn't happened. And, you know, legit, I don't even think this, I think this goes without saying, but my sincerest condolences to anyone that's lost anybody or anything like that. But I do think that there are going to be people that look at this last year as like my life changed for the better over that mm-hmm. last year because I discovered a new career or I learned something new or I launched a project or something. And uh, so I do think that like, if I had a choice, if I could go back to 2019 and make COVID never happen, of course I would do that. But I do think there are people that have taken advantage of this time to do something they wouldn't normally have had time to do. So in that sense, I guess it's not all necessarily a bad thing. No, one of my favorite things to come out of 2020 is how much uh, how much you've put into to remember the game. Thanks, Bob. and remember the game industries because uh, it's. Uh, 
a lot of what I have to do uh, for all of my side hustle stuff is uh, is graphic related. Uh, so it's good to just have your voice and your opinions <laughs> and your shoutingness uh, happening while I'm doing that. And uh, thank God you have time to put out eleven uh, eleven hundred podcasts a week. Yeah, that's about. This is literally all I do. Like it's just I feel like this is my entire. I, I legit like everyone has dreams about work. I have I dream about podcasting now. Like when I'm sleeping, I, I have those dreams where like I'm waiting for someone to call me and I can't get a hold of them or my equipment's not working or I've lost a fo- like any it's just anyway. Um so I uh so on that note and of the podcast now that we've done 6 minutes of just uh talking about the comedy industry which is a whole different beast in, a, in, in on its own. Uh, Uncharted. Someone should really come up with a comedy podcast. Somebody right? The, so a comedian it. should do a podcast about comedy. Someone should do about that. comedy. <laughs> in case you don't know, literally every comedian in the history of the industry at some point has had a podcast about comedy. And unless you're Mark yeah. Marin, chances are nobody listened to it. Um, but yeah, let's. Uh, so uh, yeah, you asked me to, to be on the show to talk about Uncharted. Yeah, and I think it might be because of uh, one of the things I did during my 2020. Yes, and so that's okay. So as you all know, we are slowly adding Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and the odd Nintendo Wii game to our uh, to our backlog now. And it's because I know that to some people, these are the games they grew up with. I know that people like me and Tim are old old people that didn't grow up with these games but some people did so i'm trying to do pay you fan service and talk about the games you grew up with and the reason i asked you to come on the show to talk uncharted tim is because i do know for a fact over the last year you sat down and if i'm not mistaken you marathon did you do the whole series or just the original trilogy oh yeah i did all five uh uh so uh i would i did uh i like okay we'll get into it uh a little bit later but naughty dog and i have a relationship and it's not a, it's not a, it's not a terrific one, but, uh, I was like, I want to get through these stories. And so I said, uh, with my brain, my schedule and how much uh, I have trouble with uh, naughty dog game design, I have to do these in one sitting. And so I took uh, a weekend, a, a day that I had nothing to do. I woke up early. I sat down on my, on my, on my, on my chair, turned on the game and I played it till I was done and then I shut it off. So it was one go for uh, Uncharted 1, 2, and 3. Uh, Uncharted 4, it took a weekend because it's twice as long. So yes, I yes. did a Saturday and a Sunday. And then uh, the next one I did uh, Lost Legacy. And, uh, and it was amazing. I loved the experience. I loved the stories. And I am super happy it's done and I don't have to do it again. So I got to ask then, uh, you said we'll get into it. I'd like to get into that right now. I'm curious. Uh, why? Because I, I don't think I've ever hidden the fact that I'm an un, like, I am an unbi- I, I adore Naughty Dog. From Crash Bandicoot to yeah. Jack and Daxter to Uncharted to Last of Us, they are one of the only developers not named Nintendo that when I see their logo splash screen on a trailer, like my instantly I get just a little hard. I'm like, I don't know what this is going to be, but I'm probably going to really, really <laughs> like it. So then uh, go ahead. Well, I, I, no judgment. Well, maybe, maybe some judgment, but why, why? You can judge as much as you want. <laughs> why, why no Naughty Dog? Why anti-Naughty Dog? I'm not anti-Naughty Dog per se. Uh, Crash Bandicoot was one of my favorite games. Uh, it's, uh, it, it was, it, it was just the defining part of my PlayStation experience. Uh, and uh, Jack and Daxter is uh, in my top five uh, platformers of all time. So good. Uh, oh, so, so good. early Naughty Dog, uh, amazing. And then Naughty Dog uh, came out with Uncharted. And uh, uh, we'll talk about a lot of things that I like about the fact that they made Uncharted. But um, 
Uncharted and uh, and eventually The Last of Us uh, was this new turn where uh, they did something that I love. They do amazing stories. They're yeah. like, we are going to have characters who are deep. They are three-dimensional. Uh, they are good and bad. Nobody is... Uh, well, I mean, in Uncharted 1, the bad guy is just bad, and he does bad things just to be bad. And so he sucks as a, as a villain. But it was the first time. It was the first time doing this narrative-driven thing. Yeah. Uh, but because of the focus on let's make the set pieces amazing, let's make the uh, uh, everything you see look amazing, and then the story be amazing, uh, they spent so much time there that I think they were like, so what should the game be? And I was like, oh, how about just this same three-minute sequence over and over again for the next <laughs> six and a half hours? It's like, yeah, we, we'll show them really pretty things. We'll ha- we'll tell them a really cool story. Uh, and then we'll just have them hide behind this crate and shoot three people. And then once those three people are dead, we'll put three more people uh, climbing in. And uh, if it's an important said piece maybe we'll put five people who climb into that arena (laughs) and we'll just hide behind a crate and uh should we make the shooting and aiming good nah no no we want it to be typical so don't (laughs) let it don't we don't want the aim to work why would why would it be good if the aim fucking worked i gotta be honest you're not so like as i i i I will defend (laughs) naughty dog to the death but I don't disagree with that. Like I, I mean, we could talk yeah. Naughty Dog forever. I mean, so it, just quickly, in case you didn't know, Naughty Dog used to make they made the original Crash Bandicoot trilogy, they made the original Jack and Daxter trilogy, and then they moved on to Uncharted. And we'll, now, so just so you're wondering why we brought those up, and that's a big contrast because yeah. you, like you said, Crash and Jack are. I love both those franchises, but those are bright, colorful, quote unquote, children's platformers. Jack Two and Jack Three aren't, but. I don't want to talk yeah. about those. Um, I'm not a fan of two or three. No, yeah. me neither. Not as not, not nearly as much as the first one. Uh, but then Uncharted was completely different. And I, and I, cause I'll get into like, cause I, I actually have uh, like Uncharted is actually kind of a special game to me and I'll get into that in a minute, but I don't disagree with you. Like I do like uh, almost everything about these games. I love the linear gameplay and the storytelling and all that stuff. But, um, even as someone that adores, like I, I, I could play, I could sit down and play this, this, the quartet of these games right now. Uh, yeah, dude, there's a lot and it's not just uncharted one there. It's the whole series. There are a lot of sequences where it's just rush after rush after rush of enemies. And it, it does, it gets boring. It hits a point where you're like, when, when there's no more enemies left, you breathe like a sigh of relief. And it's not because you survived. It's because you don't have to keep fighting enemies. Um, and I completely, I totally understand. I totally get that. And, and Uncharted is not the only game that does that. It's just, I enjoy everything else about Uncharted so much. Like the, the, (laughs) I say this with air quotes that you can't see the problem solving because most of the puzzles are Nathan standing there be like, Hmm, I have an elephant statue and there's a groove over there shaped like an elephant. I wonder what I need to do. (laughs) And it's like, you know what I mean? Like it's problem solving. But I enjoy that. I love the platforming aspects where he's all of a sudden Spider-Man and hanging out like Assassin's Creed style. I really like doing all that. I love the cutscenes and the characters. But yeah, dude, you you really... And frankly, I don't even know if I would have criticized that unless you had said it because I don't know if I would have thought about it. But you're right. The combat gets so fucking repetitive. And to be honest with you, man, I'm a little bit... I'm someone that gets distracted watching a TV show or a movie if I see the slightest little plot hole. 
And it's like, you should just ignore that and just enjoy what you're watching or playing, but I can't help it. And it drives me insane that Nathan, and I know this happens in all these video games, but Nathan is supposed to be just you or me. Like, obviously in much better shape and better looking, but he's just a normal dude who likes to hunt for treasure. He has no powers or anything. Uh, and he kills hundreds and hundreds of people in every game. And it's like nothing. Nobody cares. It's fine. Like, he just kills hundreds. Of, and I'm like... I really think I would love it. I think I would enjoy these games more if there was less of an emphasis on killing everybody and more of an emphasis on maybe outsmarting them or hiding from them or exploration or problem solving. More Indiana Jonesy. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And uh, yeah, if you uh, God, I want to talk about that too because clearly, okay, Uncharted obviously is is like we want to make an Indiana Jones oh, video no game. Oh, no question. Yes. And then uh, and then obviously anybody sitting in that room during that pitch. They go, do you mean Tomb Raider? And they went, no, because Tomb Raider is not fun. And so they made Uncharted. <laughs> and this is one of the things that I, I you got to, I, I got to give the nod to Naughty Dog for this because they did an amazing job uh, doing this. But uh, it also is now the bane of my thing because I can't buy AAA games anymore because they defined what a AAA action game would be moving forward yes uh, it doesn't matter what you're playing now if a triple a if somebody says we are developing a triple a game it is because of uncharted that they are developing the game they are developing cyberpunk uh last well last of us is their own thing uh, horizon zero dawn uh the zombie one with the motorcycle uh, yeah, all of gone. them are yeah. days gone it, they it's because Uncharted hit so hard and Uncharted 2 elevated the game, a triple-A action title is character development and 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 this world. Uh, they're just, some of them are open world, some of them are not. But because of Uncharted, triple-A games look the way they do. Yeah, uh, they, without Uncharted, we wouldn't have the games we have now. No, I agree with that. It's, it's funny you say that because I was listening to a different podcast uh, yesterday. And it was an Xbox podcast and they were talking about because I mean the general consensus for years when it comes to Xbox is they don't have the exclusive games. If you take Halo and Gears of War out of the equation, they don't have the exclusive games that PlayStation and, and PlayStation has got a remarkable lineup of exclusive games. But they they said exactly the same thing you said, and it's the exact same thing that a lot of us have said. I really like the formula, so I have no problem with this because I love Horizon and I love the Uncharted games and the Last of Us and the Spider-Mans and all those. But they are very samey. They're all that same concept of the third person over the shoulder, narrative-driven, great graphics they're they're all that and you're right it it did really did start with uncharted drake's fortune because that was the one naughty dog released that and everybody else was like holy fuck look at that like that's the bar now like that's the yeah. that's the that's just like not to i don't know maybe this is too this is a little bit of a uh of a hyperbole exagger uh comparison but like when super mario brothers the original nes super mario brothers came out everyone was like well there's the bar now for a home video mm -hmm. game it's got to be that and Uncharted kind of did that for the new AAA 3D action adventure game. People were looking at it like, wow, like, look at that's If we release something that's not at least that good, people are going to say this is okay, but it's no Uncharted. Like they really did set yeah. the bar, but they also made the mold. And for better or worse, games kind of just have been using that mold now. Um, that's exactly what it is. Like, yeah. I mean, game of, uh, game of the year. Uh, was it the game of the year? It's just the game of the year. It got a war one game of the year, right? god of war the ps4 yeah, one? Oh yeah it did yes yeah yeah 
And that's and for me, that's like if if you can point to anything where Uncharted changes changed the line of gaming, it's God of War, the PS4 version of God of War. You had a series, a trilogy that oversold was very much loved, was incredibly uh, uh, like everybody everybody liked it, everybody played it. It was a huge title, and even them, they were like, okay, how do we up our game? Let's just put Kratos in an Uncharted game. Right. But I, but it's, and, and that's both a good thing and a bad thing, I think, because it's, we're kind of getting pigeonholed into that mold of game. But at the same time, at least it's a good mold. It's not everybody making yeah, well, a shitty game. At least it's people making the same good game. Yeah. So. And it goes right back to the beginning because Tomb Raider started it off. And then Uncharted was like, no, we're going to show you how to actually do it. And in my opinion, Tomb Raider took the note, put out their series, and said, you know what, Naughty Dog, we will take your thing and we will add a fun game in there. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I personally think Tomb Raider, I, the game loop in Tomb Raider is so enjoyable yeah. that I'm okay playing the millions of side quests and millions of hours of stuff like that. But with Uncharted, uh, the story was so good and that's what pushed me, it, it literally pushed me through playing the game because playing the game was not enjoyable for me. I did not enjoy playing the game. Uh, and you were talking about puzzles earlier, and that's the big thing for me. Like, I loved the puzzles in there, because I just like puzzles anyway. Me too. I wish there were more puzzles, but I also wish that there would had been some, like, you know, you go in the settings, and it's like, oh, uh, there's auto-aim, or have less villains, or yeah. story mode, so I can walk through the stuff. I wish there was a setting that was, I'm fucking smart, don't tell me the answers to the goddamn yes, puzzle. Dude. I don't need Sully pointing at anything. Yes. I will figure this shit out and give me 10 more puzzles per game and I and don't give me the answers to them because I will figure this shit out. Because that was the biggest thing for me was, first of all, uh, playing through these games, if you like puzzles the way I do, like I loved Indiana Jones 3 because of all of the puzzles you had to solve in Indiana Jones 3. But they take this game and they turn it into the who wants to be a millionaire of puzzles. It's like, you're going to play for six hours, but instead of giving you 20 puzzles to solve, we'll spread it out over six hours where you only get five puzzles. Yeah. Yeah, and I, we'll I give agree. you the answers to those puzzles while you're doing. Them. Yeah, I, dude, I've, I've, dude, yes, I cannot agree with that more. I like, I understand that maybe the like the like Naughty Dog, whoever's making these decisions with these puzzles, is concerned that like, well, like if someone plays this and they only because you know I'm sure there are people that just like the action aspect of it, and they're like, if we put these puzzles in and people can't figure them out, they're gonna quit playing and our game's gonna get shit on by the people that can't figure out these puzzles. But like you said, yeah. either A, make an option where you can make them harder, or B, frankly, the easier route is just let you solve them. And if you're stuck, make it optional for me to go talk to Sully and be like, dude, I can't figure <laughs> you got any ideas? Like just that's all you have to do. That's all instead, like you said, I get so jacked when the puzzles come up because it's a break from just shooting fucking 800 bad guys in a row. And then two seconds into the puzzle, Sully's like, hey, I bet you these colors have something to do with it. And you're like, ah, fuck. So like, God damn it, Sully. You fucking old man. <laughs> like, it's just it ruins. I agree with you, dude. It, they should just make it optional. That's all I want, because the puzzles should be exciting. They should be a nice change of pace. And they almost it's like they it's like they're solved before you get there. It's just fucking, yep. ugh, I hate, I, oh, I, I agree, worst, I hate it, I hate it. The worst part was going through the puzzles, and I don't know if you've dated anybody like this, but I've dated a couple people like this, 
but like you're doing the puzzles and while you're actively doing something, they'll mention that you should do something. So, you know, like when you're cleaning the kitchen and they're like, you know, oh, you should clean the kitchen. It's like, yes. I'm it's like, I, I hate, it's like, don't make this your idea. This was my idea. You don't get to say out loud what I'm doing and then co-opt it as if you told me to do something. <laughs> and that's what those puzzles felt like. Like, yeah. I was like, okay, I'll go pick up this lion. And I'll, like you said, there's a lion and a lion shape. And there's and something clearly the lion uh, because of the shape of its eyes goes over here. Like I can see that cause I'm smart and I, under, I can do pattern recognition. So I'll pick up the lion and I'll start walking towards the thing. And then Sully's like, maybe you should put that over there. I'm like, the hell do you think I'm doing, yeah. Sully? Yeah, you're Jeez, fucking dead why, weight, Sully. Why don't you pick, pick up the fucking bird and put it where you want to? Don't tell me what the fuck to do with the lion. Yeah. I'm already carrying to the spot. Yeah, and the best part is there's like four statues for you to pick up and go put into four different slots. And Sully will fucking sit there on his high horse and tell you what statue to put in what slot. But God forbid he gets off his wrinkly old ass and picks one of the statues up and fucking helps you. <laughs> like, he's just going to sit there and he's like a cat. He's a fucking cat. And he just sits there and like, you better get moving. We got to get out of here. It's like, oh my God, it's filling with water. We have to get out of here faster. Well, come on, Nate. You're, ah, fuck you. So I like Sully, but fuck you. Um, Me too. And I, I don't know if it's like, a, I don't know if it's on purpose or just accidentally where they decided to put different puzzles, but I feel like Elena helps in the puzzles. Like the puzzles with Elena, and I don't know if I'm just mixing up all of the games together. And we I'm may doing be. puzzles with Elena, <clears throat> uh, like, yeah, it's entirely possible. I played them all in a row. Uh, but when I'm doing puzzles with Sully, he stands there and says things that makes me angry. But when I'm doing puzzles with Elena, it's like, okay, I need, uh, I need to step on here and it's a pressure pad. So, uh, when I step on it and then look around, if I tell her, can you come stand on this for a second? So I can go do the, uh, trigger that other thing. And then it feels like teamwork with Elena, but yeah. with Sully, yeah, it's just, it's just this old dude, just like, you should do something. Uh, like, you should do something. Yeah, I, dude, every time Sully comes with you, he irritates me. Like, I, I adore Sully. <laughs> I adore Sully. But I want Sully to be cutscenes. I want Sully to be setting up my adventures and flying me to the adventures. And then maybe, like, when I run away from the exploding temple and I jump off the cliff and I land on the plane because Sully was there waiting for me. That's where I want yeah. Sully. I don't want this old man nagging at me while he's following me through a fucking cave. Like, no, I don't need your fucking help pops get out of here speaking of which and uh, now i'm just remembering the story from the first one and uh, anybody who's like listening because they like want to talk about untried is like you guys aren't going to talk about the story at all uh <laughs> we'll try here's the so, thing just quickly though like and i'm going to warn everybody i've played through this entire i've played through the, the original trilogy i believe three times and i love these games these games bleed together fucking hard so if we <laughs> if we mix up some story eat me it's we're trying okay that said we're gonna go ahead i just wanted to get that out there so i don't get people being like uh actually that was uncharted too i, I know all right i fucking yeah. know the floor is so, yours yeah i played i played all five uh in a row basically and so they yeah they definitely all seep together the fact that four has so many homages to the original three doesn't help in me remembering what part of what story is which so i watched a couple of videos last night because i knew you were calling today and I'm like, uh, my one of my favorite scenes and one that sticks into my head is when you see the submarine in the jungle. Uh, so when you walk up and there's a fucking there's a submarine just hanging from a cliff in the middle of the jungle, and you're like, whoa, what an amazing thing to find. And I'm just, and uh, every time I thought about it, I was sure it was like Uncharted three that that happened in. Yeah. And then I'm watching the video and I'm like, no, no, that's like the first half hour of 
Uncharted. <laughs> I'm Uncharted <laughs> 1. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like the first major set piece. But the other thing that I had totally forgotten because I played so much is fucking Sully dies at the fucking submarine. They oh. shoot Sully in the goddamn chest right. at the submarine. And so he's like, he's with us in the jungle a little bit, and then he's gone for most of the thing. Uh, obviously, he's not dead because he had an old book which stops metal jacketed bullets, apparently. Well, it's like uh, and Flanders also, has the cross. Has, yeah, yeah. No, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. So he's got a leather book in his pocket. Yeah. And so this 60-year-old man uh, took a shot to the chest. No bruising, no collapsed lungs or broken ribs or nothing. Perfectly fine when we meet up with him later. Uh, just, hack, but, just hacking on a dart like a cigar like that ah, yeah that was close <laughs> you're like what, but what was the like, fuck? it was that moment where it's like the submarine is cool everything that's happening is cool we meet the first villain and then the first villain kills sully the only person outside of elena that you've made me love in this first 40 minutes and it's the first time that Naughty Dog uh, uh, did that to me. And obviously, the first time Naughty Dog did that. Yeah. But I mean, it's a staple now. Uh, Naughty Dog is like, hey, hey, you know what we're really good at? We're really good at making you like somebody and killing them yeah. immediately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, they copped out uh, because Sully obviously didn't die. He just yes. got taken. You ran away and he got taken hostage. But, uh, but that was the first time I was like, Oh, I'm in for a trip. Dude, that's so it's funny you bring cuz I actually forgot about that. But it's funny you bring that up. <laughs> because cuz like I said, these these games like I love the uncharted games, but they really they really do bleed into each other. And and quite you know what's crazy crazy about that. And I want to tell my story about uncharted. I'm going to do that in 2 seconds. When we talk Crash Bandicoot on this game or on this show, the original three Crash Bandicoot games, which again, Naughty Dog made, they all bleed together. Like they're very similar games with just little nuances, little tweaks. And the Uncharted thing are the same. Like they're very similar games. They just obviously improve them a little bit, add a few new things. Um, Naughty Dog does have a, 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 I mean, I played Last of Us 1 and 2. I love both those games. Very similar to each other. Different stories, but very, Naughty Dog develops an engine. They find an engine that works and then they milk that engine for three or four games. And I think that's a good thing in the sense of like, I really liked the first one. I want more of that. And I know I'm going to get it with the next one, but I don't think it's a good thing in the sense of like, tr try to try something. Do you know what I mean? Like when you look at Jack two and Jack three, comparing them to Jack and Daxter from naughty dog, Jack two and Jack three are completely different games. And I think they're a horrible direction for the, for the franchise compared to the original Jack and Daxter. But I do respect the fact that they didn't just puke out two more Jack and Daxters. Do you know what I mean? And with Uncharted, yeah. they really, they're all great, but they're very similar games to each other. Like, very I think, similar uh, games. Yeah, this isn't a Jack and Daxter podcast, so I'm just going to drop this and then uh, sure, hope we sure. move on from it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, I, think, uh, I think because of Jack 2 and Jack 3, that's why Uncharted and yeah. Last of Us, why, they, why Naughty Dog is sticking with the thing, because they had Jack and Daxter, they had this winning thing, and then another company put out Ratchet and Clank and it did better. Yeah. And so they said, well, we need to do that. Let's switch to that. And then I was like, no, no, <laughs> don't, yeah. don't do what they're doing. Do what you're doing. Yeah. Don't copy. And so they're like, no, no, we're just going to make the best game so that everybody copies us. I think you're right. If it, it's the, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Just stay in your lane and make money. Yeah. I, I think you're right. My I think that is what they're doing. My um, favorite way to explain Uncharted to people uh, is like to differentiate the Uncharted. And uh, uh, I, I wonder if you've noticed this. 
but it's like uh, Uncharted is, is that the, is is the game. Uncharted Two is when they added uh, shooting locks through the door. Uh, that's the new mechanism that was added to Uncharted Two. <laughs> They're like, hey, here's this new thing you can do. Uh, there'll be a padlock, and you can shoot it. It was like uh, <laughs> the only thing we're adding. It was and like it when they the gave... answer to sixty percent of the thing. It was like giving Malibu Stacy a hat. They were like, oh my god, she's got a new hat. Like it, that's the only it difference exactly is you can shoot that. a lot. Yes, agreed. Sorry. So then, Uncharted. And then the 3, third one was uh, yeah, Uncharted Three was uh, here's a rope. Yes. Yep. I <laughs> like the rope stuff. You could. I love the rope, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like, look, we know you like this. Here's an extra thing you can have. Yeah, one extra thing. And then, uh, and then Uncharted Four came out after. Well, that's just it. Tomb Raider, uh, like we're gonna make it better. And then Uncharted Four came out and said. You know what? You're right. A lot of this stuff is better, and so they added uh, Lara's uh, pickaxe to climb uh, cliffs yes. and uh, yes. uh, a couple of so, other things. But yeah, Uncharted was just the exact same game with an extra mechanism put in, but it was always forced in to the point where whenever I was stuck, I had to remind myself that, okay, they have added shooting padlocks. <laughs> if I don't know what to do at this point, Maybe I can shoot a padlock. There's and I a- literally was on a stage and I died so many times because I couldn't figure this out. And I'm like, because there's a door in the way. And I'm like, I bet that on the other side of this door, there's a padlock. And if I shoot where the padlock would be on this side of the door, it'll go through the door and break the padlock and open the way for me. And I did that. And it fucking did. It a hundred percent was the answer to that goddamn puzzle. And I was See, like, well, guys, bet you were wishing Sully was there. Hey, why don't you try shooting that lock, Nate? <laughs> That's all you needed was your boy Sully, and you would have been out Just of there in Sully three going, seconds. Hey, hey, uh, there's a lock on this door while shoot. he's standing on the other side of it. Yeah, <laughs> shoot the lock, dipshit. Like that's all he says. And you're like, oh yeah, thanks, Sully. Um, so okay, so two things. One. Tomb Raiders come up a few times, and obviously those are two different franchises. I am going to just, yeah. and I've said it a billion times, I will continue to say it, as much as I like the Uncharted games, I do like Tomb Raider better. I think the Tomb Raider trilogy, the third Tomb Raider is a little bit, uh, it kind of lost me, but the first two of the new Tomb Raider games, there's a reason I recommend them on Game Patch every time they're on sale. They're immaculate, and I like them better than Uncharted. Uh, just for the record. Uh, yeah, I like both. I, I will say that I like the game loop of Tomb Raider better. Uh, the story, uh, the story's, uh, that's the reason I play Naughty Dog. I think right. their writing team is incredible. I think the stories are a step above. However, if we're going to compare thirds and thirds, I think Uncharted 3 is also not great, and Tomb Raider 3 is also not great. Yeah, uh, I think the third ones, are, it's like they fell asleep at the wheel, or they're just like the main writing staff got so good they got put on other titles. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the third game in both trilogies is, is a little... I mean, I think the... I think actually, I think Uncharted Drake's Fortune is the weakest of the Uncharted trilogy. I think the third Laura of Tomb Raider is the weakest of that trilogy. Because I feel like Uncharted right. Drake's Fortune, I don't. I think I'm doing an incredible disservice calling it a demo, because it is not a demo. But it's season, it's season one. Like, that's when they were still, they had figured out this engine, and they were like, this could be fun, and they made a great game. But I do think, well, I know that we're just joking that in Uncharted 2, all they did was they made the ability to shoot a lock. But in Uncharted 2, <laughs> they, like, they, it really is like a more polished version of Uncharted 1. Like, you can just tell they took it the is. engine, they cleaned it up. They, they did what you're supposed to do with a sequel, right? Um, yeah. What happened to me of with the, the original trilogy? They really hit all uh, all the all the notes with the second one. Two the is story's the best. really good, yeah. and the gameplay is really yeah. really good. Two is best uh, of the, the original story, trilogy. 
the story's pretty dope in three, but the like the gameplay is all like I don't think I swore more at uh, <laughs> a buggy shitty gameplay uh, game than than three. So <clears throat> I'm just looking at this. So okay, so I was gonna so. I didn't have a PS3 until right near the end of the PS3 generation. I had an Xbox 360. I fell out of gaming for a little while, and I came back to it with the Xbox 360. I loved that system. And then right near the end of the PS3's life cycle, I actually had a job where I I got a ton of petrol points for filling up my company vehicle all the time. And I finally, after like four years of driving this company vehicle, I cashed in my petrol points, and I got like $300 in gift cards to Best Buy. So I went and bought a PS3. Yeah, it was awesome. I basically got a free PlayStation 3. And the PS3 I bought came with a copy of Uncharted 3. And so I turned Uncharted 3 on and Uncharted 3 starts with like a fight in like a bar or something. And then I was like, okay, well, I got to know why they're like, I got to figure who the fuck these like, like, if you're listening to this and you haven't played the Uncharted games, I guess it's not technically necessary, but I highly recommend you play them in order. They're all dirt cheap and available everywhere. So I went out and bought Uncharted 1 and 2 because I was like, well, I got to see what the hype is before i play uncharted 3 and um and i was about to say i don't think i'd ever played a game like this until i played uncharted and and i am gonna get back to that in two seconds but i'm looking at the screenshots right now and you know the one game i can think of that came out prior to this that influenced this a bit in my opinion is resident evil 4 because i'm looking at this right now and then i'm thinking of resident evil 4 and it's that classic third person camera over the shoulder shooting bad guys take like I and I and I fucking I had never played a game like Resident Evil 4 until I played that game and I on Resident Evil 4 is in my top probably five favorite games of all time like I I adored it and when I fired up the first Uncharted it was like oh dude this is like that one this is third person camera over the shoulder gun action obviously the controls are a little different than Resident Evil 4 in both a good way and a bad way but Uncharted was like I thought Resident Evil 4 was an anomaly then I played Uncharted and I was like, holy shit, there's three games all in this over-the-shoulder action-adventure uh, with, with a good narrative and some cinematic cutscenes. And, and I was like, I love games like this. And there's a reason I play all the Uncharted's. There's a reason I play all the, the, the Tomb Raiders. I love Last of Us. I love games designed like this. And it started with Resident Evil 4, but it really clicked with me with Uncharted. Like, to me, the original Uncharted is as important to me in a lot of ways as Super Mario Brothers, and it is, is as important to me as, as a game like uh, Final Fantasy II, which was my first RPG, and uh, Fire Emblem Awakening, which is my first tactical game. Uncharted made me fall in love with this third-person action-adventure genre that has become so... Like, you, dude, you nailed it 20 minutes ago when you were like, basically every exclusive on PlayStation is like this. <laughs> and then yeah. they are they are all like this dude final fantasy 7 is like this now obviously not with guns yep. but that's just this is this is the new model for an action adventure game but i don't think that's a bad thing and uncharted was the first one i remember playing this and like you you marathoned them dude i marathoned them too when i got a hold of them i was i was floored that a game like this existed and obviously maybe it hasn't aged super well today maybe it looks a little rough today compared to when it looked like how it looked when it came out but i'm looking at screenshots right now dude and considering that this game is 15 years old it still looks pretty good man like this is an impressive piece of fucking of gaming hardware right here this is like uncharted is a very important video game i think some people sleep on how influential this game is on the industry i really i truly believe that 
Um, I'm with you 100. percent And uh, yeah, thinking uh, just pulling up Resident Evil 4 now, I'm like, yeah. Uh, I think Resident Evil 4 gave uh, a good benchmark as to what an action adventure game should do and yeah. look like. Yeah. Uh, which is great, which is, I'm perfectly happy with it because Uncharted does that and there's a couple of games that stick to kind of that. Yeah. Uh, what I think, uh, where the path, I think Uncharted is where that path diverges, where you're going to get uh, the Uncharted and the things Naughty Dog does where they're like, okay, here's a basic system. We know it works. This is what an action adventure looks like and uh, we'll do this over the shoulder thing. We're going to tweak this a little bit, but this isn't our focus. We want to tell you an amazing story with cinematic set pieces. Yes. That's what we want to do. And then you got the other branch, which is like <clears throat> the Tomb Raiders, where they're like, yeah, yeah the story's good, and we want you to like this character, but we're going to add RPG elements. We're going to add crafting and survival. We're going to we're gonna put more game into it. Yeah. And Naughty Dog has really focused on, we are going to tell you a story. We might add a couple of little things into gameplay to make it a little bit easier for you to get through the story. Yeah. But I, I don't think it's, it's unfair to say that Naughty Dog is not a company that makes, uh, that, that is game centric. They are definitely an experience entertainment, uh, centric company. Yeah. I agree. With like, that. We want you, we want you to remember your experience of playing this game because of the characters and the emotions and, and the story we tell you. And then you've got other companies that are just, they're gamers. They want to make amazing games that are fun. We want the game loop to be good. And then you get some companies that are doing a, that tight, that, that, that tightrope. Because, uh, 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 I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn, one of the most amazing stories uh, uh, that I've seen in a video game uh, recently. Yeah, I agree. And that game loop is incredible. Yeah, Horizon is a, I fucking adore that game so much. I love that game. You know what? It's funny, dude, because you mentioned how this game is. A, it's ba- it's Uncharted. It's, they're a lot like playing movies. Like they're like playing a movie. And yeah. the first game I think of, and I think the first game a lot of people think of that falls into that narrative is the original Metal Gear Solid. Like when I played that yeah. for the first time, I was like, this is a, I'm playing a movie. And it almost is too much. Like the cutscenes sometimes it's almost too much. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, he took it to a, a complete a whole level. Like, oh, fuck. What's, Metal what's Gear. the game where it's like... Uh, they have an hour and a half cutscenes, yes. three quarters of the way through the game. Metal Gear almost got. I mean, I like Metal Gear a lot, but it got almost. It was almost too much. Um, yeah. But I remember playing Metal Gear back on the PS One and thinking, like, dude, this is so cool that it's like playing a movie. The only problem was that I wasn't super interested in the movie, and quite frankly, I think Metal Gear. I mean, I, I listen. I'm a like we reviewed it, and I gave it a great review here on the show. But it's a little, it's a little slow. It's a little. Eh. Whereas Uncharted to me, I remember playing this for the first time and being like, dude, this is, this is like what Metal Gear was, but it's I find it way more fun because it's faster. The cutscenes are not as long, and frankly, a little more entertaining. And, uh, it, it, that's, yeah. Like, and that's become a big thing in gaming to better and worse Dude, One of the biggest complaints I've seen from people, uh, I can't remember there was an F. Oh, it was the airing of grievances episode we did of expansion pass. And one of the grievances that several people aired were cutscenes, too many cutscenes, unskippable cutscenes, long cutscenes. And, uh, and I get that because I'm like, I, I have zero issue with long cutscenes if they entertain me. And that's one of the things about Naughty Dog that I think you nailed perfectly. Not only do they make these great looking games that are pretty fucking good quality, most of the stories they tell, and I'm talking specifically the Uncharted games and the Last of Us games, uh, the stories are 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 interest. Like the stories are good. 
Like, I want to see mm-hmm. how this story plays out. I want to see if Sully is dead or if Nathan gets the treasure or fucking whatever. It is obviously Indiana Jones, but with a gun. Like, obvi- like anyone, anyone, anyone that comes at me and says Uncharted was not insanely inspired by Indiana Jones is full of shit. It is so... I I would be willing to go as far as to say Naughty Dog reached out to Lucasfilm and they found out how much it was going to be <laughs> to make a, an Indiana Jones game and they're like, fuck that, take off the hat and give him a gun. Like, we're not paying yeah. that. Because these are Indiana think, Jones games. No question. Yeah, how, how far into development do you think they got? I, like, I, feel like, I feel like up until the last minute, all character models were for an Indiana Jones oh, movie. Oh, God. And either, either LucasArts turned it down or crystal skull came out and they're like no no we don't want we don't want any part of it <laughs> that's what it feels like dude you know what and you know what's wild about that man is like i know a lot of people feel that way that uncharted is is indiana jones um they just announced a week i don't know when this episode is going to go live but for the record we're recording this in mid-january and just a couple of days ago uh they announced that they are the the a new indiana jones game is in development and it's the first indiana yeah. jones game in quite a while outside of the lego ones and uh what's dude i'm telling you i heard about it the first time i heard about it was on a podcast i listened to i've read articles about it the overwhelming consensus from people is i hope it's not uncharted with a whip and it's like i i legitimately just rolled my eyes so hard i gave myself a headache fucking when i heard they were making an indiana jones game it's it's i'm like what are you gonna do that's the thing tomb raider and uncharted exist there's no way you're going to be able to make a game to differentiate yourself. They hit every touchstone of your genre. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm excited about it because I'm not the world's biggest Indiana Jones fans. I could like, I think two of his movies are really good, and I think two of his movies suck. Uh, that's me. I'm not a movie guy, though. My opinion doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but we all know that the Crystal Skull thing was an abomination. And then the one where they rip hearts out of everybody, I think is kind of stupid, but I like the other two, but that's not the point. Indiana Jones is a cool character, but you're right. And that's exactly what I was uncharted and tomb Raider have. They are Indiana Jones video games there. And, and at this point I've played four uncharted games. I've played three tomb Raider games. I like the characters in uncharted. I don't like, I mean, I like indie too, but I'm like, what, you're right. Like, what are you, you cannot convince me that game is going to be better than Uncharted. The only chance they have is if they don't make it Uncharted with a whip. Get a, like, I don't want a bunch of combat. Let me solve puzzles to sneak by bad guys and, and think like then maybe, but you're right. Uncharted is the game in the genre now. And uh, they yep. do it so well. There's a lot of rumors going around that there's a fifth one in development because Naughty Dog had said the fourth one would be the last one. And, uh, I, I don't know how to, I, I really don't know if everyone agrees with me about this, but I'm telling you guys, Uncharted belongs in that conversation with some of the most important and influential game franchises of all time. It really does. I I will, I will say it right now on the record and y'all can at me, uh, the, the triple A games you have now are thanks to Naughty Dog, period. The yep. reason every major announcement that we're waiting on and everything that has happened in the last couple of years and every uh, every game of the year, as far as I can remember, for, uh, since then, is because of Uncharted. Yeah. Assassin's Creed is what it is because of Uncharted. Horizon is because of Uncharted. Every, like they, Naughty Dog showed people what an action-adventure game was. Here's the recipe. Here's, uh, here, here's the building blocks. If you want to make it an RPG, 
then do this. And then, and then Square Enix was like, okay, sounds good. If you want it to be something, uh, if you want to have it be uh, Tomb Raider, then do that. Uh, even Cyberpunk, it's like, no, it's like, this is how we're going to do it. This yeah. is, this is the, this is this is the mold. I, I do. Uh, games look the way they do because of Uncharted, and that's like, and it's not like I mean the gameplay. As I agree with you, the gameplay loop gets a little old, but the the storytelling in Uncharted is like tons of games tell big stories now, and Uncharted played a big role in that. the The way they look, the way they like you said that third person mechanic, like it's a it's a huge game. I'm not gonna BS you guys. This was the very first PS3 game I played. After that two minutes of Uncharted 3 where I realized, like, I don't want to jump into the middle of this series, I went over to EB Games and I got the first two games for, like, six bucks each, which is one of the mm-hmm. fucking best things in the world about being a late adapter uh, to a console is that you can get all of its <laughs> best games on the, like, for pennies on the dollar. And uh, so the original Uncharted, this one we're talking, this is the first game I played on my PS3 and uh, and I, I, I fell in love with Naughty Dog. I fell in love with the Uncharted series. The the playing these three led me to The Last of Us, which is legitimately in my three favorite games ever. Um, and it frankly, it brought me back to PlayStation. Uncharted, this game brought me back to PlayStation. Because I had a I had a PS1 and I loved it like everybody else. And I played Final Fantasy VII and Tony Hawk and Metal Gear Solid and stuff. I barely played my PlayStation 2. I used it more as a DVD player. That was my phase where I kind of fell out of gaming, period. And I didn't play a lot. The only mm-hmm. game I really played was Halo on my Xbox. And then I had an Xbox 360. I never touched a PS3. And then when I got my hands on this, I was like, dude, is this what gaming is now? Like, is this what <laughs> games are capable of doing? And now, like, I have my PS4 sitting here under my TV, and I basically just use it to play PlayStation exclusives. Anything that's multiple, that's on PlayStation and Xbox, I usually lean Xbox just because that's my my preference. But the the PlayStation lineup of exclusives is exquisite. And I don't care that most of them fall into the Uncharted mold because PlayStation has found their their mold, their niche. Just like Nintendo can make games that anyone, like the accessible, PG, bright, colorful games that everybody likes to play, PlayStation's exclusive lineup can stand up to Nintendo's now. It 100% can. And it's on the back of games like this because they've found I what they do well. Agree. I agree. I'm, I'm telling like the, to me, they're the... I know some people just like to play Madden or Call of Duty or whatever, but for those of you that like to play these these big actiony games, the the PlayStation mold is the definitive way to make them. And it all started with this game. I I <laughs> dude, 40 minutes ago when we started talking about this, I didn't realize just how special <laughs> this game was to me. And now that we're talking yeah, about it's, it, it's, it's an amazing game. It really is. And it's very linear, and I I love that. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone, like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001, and a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the 
best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac, and every 15 minutes on the clock, they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses. I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans in tiers. So there's a crash plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. I love the. Can linearity. we talk about that a little bit? Because yeah. I am like, I'm, I'm playing Horizon and I'm, I'm enjoying it. And, uh, and I'm worried about Witcher. I'm worried about all these other things. Can we stop opening the world? Agreed. Like, yeah. I, I don't care so much about walking around and discovering my own shit. Nope. If you're trying to tell me a good story. Like, I, when, I, when I look at the Assassin's Creed uh, games, I'm like, this should be an open world game because this story looks like it's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, it does, this doesn't look like a good story. So I yeah I'll walk around and decide uh, what I want to what I want to focus on. Yeah. But when you're playing a game like Horizon Zero Dawn and the story's so intriguing, and then they're like, here's some side quests, here's some extra areas, and now you have to decide whether you want to continue an amazing entertainment story or find more other things, or God forbid you're like me and you get lost and you end up not following the right. Yeah storyline yeah. to continue your story because you forgot something and then it's just like Ugh, that's it's, it's it's the reason i play the naughty dog games i don't like the game loop but the fact that it's like no go this way yeah. we'll hold your hand through it here's the entire experience like there's i understand that there's no real market anymore for a seven hour game uh, but which, I which is bullshit. Want them. Yeah, that's one thing, dude. People associate the value of a, like I'm not saying everyone, but there's become a there's a horrible trend in gaming over the last I don't know when it started, 10, 15 years has been game length um, equates value, and it's and it just it yeah. just is not true. I I have no problem with an open. I just finished Ghost of Tsushima, and I have gushed about that game ad nauseum because I I think it's it's so fucking good but it is open world and there is a time and a place for open world games but i think it's also incredibly difficult to tell a great story in an open world game because it's so easy for shit to get off the rails it's not impossible horizon did it ghost of tsushima did it but it's not it's not easy whereas when it's a linear focused you're almost in a hallway like i know you're in the jungle in uncharted but you're not in the jungle like you are in a narrow hallway and that's where you're going you know what I mean? Like you're not, you can't just go wherever you want. Uh, it makes it easier to tell a good story because the player can't just wander off and fuck the story up. They have to stay in their lane and stick to the story. And I agree with you, man. I have zero issue 
with paying full price for a 10-hour campaign that is quality, and I love linearity in my video games. That's my one of my favorite things about Uncharted is that I just I I have 400 open world games over here if I want to play it. I agree with you. Not every <laughs> fucking game needs to be open world. Not every game has to be an open world concept anymore, but they all are. I sometimes I don't want to have to fucking look for everything. Just let me turn my video game on, pick up my controller, and just tell me a story. That's all. It's all I want. And I know maybe to some people that is a that is a bad thing about the Uncharted games. But I'm telling you, the people that like these games understand what I'm talking about. That linearity is just such. It's all. It's a lost art almost because so few games do it anymore. And I fucking love that, man. And the only thing that really yep. you can do is you can go looking for the odd collectible. Uh, they like glimmer. I think they like shine and you can find them and go get them. I know. And it's, it's like, it's, it, that's so annoying to me. Cause I'm just like, ah, I definitely want to go looking for those. Uh, I love, I love collectible stuff. I, I, uh, every, that's the thing. Uh, uh, one of the big things from my, uh, my last playthrough of them. Cause, uh, I, I was the, 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 the issue that I always had with naughty dog with their new action adventure games was, uh, when I originally picked them up, I had uncharted when it released <laughs> on the PlayStation three, I, played it and uh, at the time i was a gamer and so uh my pride was very important i would never start a game below normal uh it's like no no i need i, I need to prove that i'm good at this game yeah. and uh i could not solve the uh the the initial uh firefight uh, uh once it, once you get onto the island uh, there's a cliff you drop down and then there's this area where, where there are 15 guards and i could not kill all the guards i couldn't do it with stealth i couldn't do it from shooting from a distance because everything like the shooting was difficult and as soon as you shoot everybody knows you're there and yeah. even it's unnormal they're slightly aggressive and i could it, it, i spent uh, an hour and a half trying to get through this one part couldn't do it shut down the game and it didn't touch it again the same thing happened <laughs> with me for last of us i got to a part where i couldn't get through in last of us and i just quit and uh, and so yeah, when I when the the uh, the pandemic hit, I uh, I, I sat. At, uh, no, actually, it was before the pandemic, a couple of years ago, because a buddy of mine was like, "You need to finish Last of Us. It's a great story." So I put it on story mode, and I sat down and I knocked it out uh, as in two days. And I was like, "This is how I want to experience these games. Yeah. This is this. I just want I just want to get through the story." And I, Adam, I can't tell you like how how it has affected the way I play games right now and what games I play sitting down at nine o'clock in the morning, turning on the Twitch, turning on the camera and then starting the game and then just playing until it's done and having that happen at around 9 PM, 10 PM enough time for me to like reasonably go to bed and still get a, a good night's sleep. But having completed something, that feeling is so amazing that now I'm sitting in front of the TV and I'm looking at these games that I want to play and I'm like, it's going to take me forever. Yeah. And I've got so much to do. I'm an adult person. So I'll play Slay the Spire because I've got an hour to kill. Yeah. Or I have all Saturday. And if a company tells me if you have Saturday off, if you get up at nine in the morning, sit down in your chair and turn our game on, by the time you go to bed, you'll have completed this game. I'm playing that fucking game. Me too, man. I, that's, the, yes. that's the first one I choose. I'm yeah. not, I'm not putting on the, I got the Witcher because it's, uh, I got Witcher three because Witcher three is 270 hours of story or whatever yeah. the hell it is. 
but I'm ne- but I've never in I never want to open it because yeah. I'm like I don't have the time to do this. I just want uh it's, it's I didn't like uh, Spider Man for that reason uh, because it was too long and I kept losing interest in it. But you can bet your ass the second a PS5 shows up in my house, I'm playing Miles Morales. Oh, I'm yeah. sitting down at 9 a.m. Yeah. and I'm finishing Miles Morales. Buddy, I, I'm so excited for that. I'm totally on board with that. There's something to be said for, I, I've ranted about it ad nauseum. I have all the time in the world for giant, long-ass, open-world. Like, I, I mean, Witcher 3 is, is I fucking think that game is superb. I've never finished it, and I probably never will, but I think it's great. Uh, there is absolutely something to be said for just a nice little 10-hour fucking playthrough. And, dude, you mentioned playing it on, like, the easy, playing games on easier modes and stuff now. I have zero issue with that either. I usually play on normal. I used to play on hard when I was young, but I, same as you, I'm like, dude, I don't, have, I don't have time for this shit anymore. Like, I don't have time to fucking make a 10-hour game into a 20-hour game because I died 300 times. Like, just I just want to play it. And that's, and you know what, to tie it back to Uncharted and maybe to start landing the airplane here, like, one of the great <laughs> things about Uncharted, particularly, I mean, all of them, but we're talking Drake's Fortune here, is it doesn't just offer gameplay or just offer a story. You can play Uncharted on easy, and not get a lot out of the combat because I mean you're right the controls particularly in the first one are a little shitty, but uh, you can not you can not get anything out of the combat because you have it set to easy and you're just breezing through it. But that's what makes this game so so special to me is they 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 didn't just focus on the gameplay they also packed in great graphics awesome sound wicked characters good voice acting an interesting story. So even if you just kind of mail it in on the gameplay perspective and play on easy and breeze through it, you still get a whole bunch of other stuff out of it. That's one of the great things about this game is they didn't just put their head down and be like, let's just worry about the gameplay and then we'll build a game around it. They were like, let's tell a story and make it into a game. And so you can enjoy it many different ways. If you want to play it on hard and focus just as much on the combat as you do the, the story and things, power to you go ahead if you want to worry about going after the collectibles fucking get after there's enough exploration that you can go looking for collectibles if you just want to bomb through it on easy like you said on a saturday and listen to the story you can do that that's not enough games do that where they make it accessible to different people in different ways depending on how you want to play it and there's enough packed into this one that two completely different gamers could sit down and play this game and enjoy it in two completely different ways um love it 100% agree I love this game I uh for all of you that are so we're gonna fuck we've been going for an hour about Uncharted that's fuck I love Uncharted uh for those of you that have never played these the Uncharted uh collection is Uncharted 1, 2, and 3 I think they I don't know if they're full blown remasters I think they're just kind of they're not full they're they're, they're upgrades but not remasters right so they just spit on them and wiped off the dust and stuff like that uh but they're great games and dude if I'm not mistaken you can get that collection for maybe 10 bucks so you're getting three awesome games for like $3 each. And then Uncharted 4 is is also... I think Uncharted 4... I, I mean, first of all, I think it's the best game in the in the series. I think Uncharted 4 is fantastic. Agreed. Um, and, it's, and it's dirt cheap now too. You can get that thing for like 10 bucks. So if you like action-adventure type games, I give the Uncharted games my unbridled, fucking full-blown seal of approval. Just know that I would probably rank them from best to worst. I would go 4, 2, 3, 1. I don't know. Oh, you'd put three above one? Yeah, I would. Yeah. Because I... I, I mean, it's just like... And it's the gameplay. I don't think I had more issues with a fucking hitbox in my life <laughs> in any game ever than on goddamn Thief Among Us, I think is the third one, right? 
fucking yeah. uh, god damn it what a, oh my god like i watching <laughs> back through my playthroughs it's just it's just 10 hours of me going where is the fucking hitbox on this guy <laughs> it's so fucking annoying it's like what the fuck like i and it's and there's people in the chat watching you play and so i'm oh. like you guys see you guys see that my 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 article my cuticle what the fuck is the thing called the crosshairs the, the thing little target yeah. the crosshairs thing yeah. yeah the fucking crosshairs like you guys see that i hit him right like you guys saw that right dude like what the fuck i absolutely and also, oh, oh, God. you couldn't cut the edit you couldn't cut through the animation like if someone was climbing down a cliff you couldn't shoot them yeah. because that's an animation yeah. and there's no hitbox during a fucking animation. Yeah, they're invisible. And it's like, yeah. Dude, I, dude anyway, I, anyway. I can't relate enough to struggling at a game on Twitch and, and trying to explain to the... And it feels like you just have to justify it to the people watching. Like, oh, yeah. it's not me. I hit the button. Look, like it's... And they're like, they're you like, yeah, that, right? they're you like just get that. good, man. Fuck you. Get go- <laughs> oh, fuck it. And you all listening, all of you that have come by my Twitch, you know goddamn well what I'm talking about. Uh, okay, let's score this. Wait, and hold then- on. Before, before you get into your weird fucking number you're going to throw at me on how to rate this goddamn thing, uh, have you played five? Have you played Lost Legacy? Yes, I have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I played all four. I played Lost Legacy, and I actually, um, um, because Lost Legacy was the add-on game to to whatever, right? Or was that the no, Vita I think one? It's a, it, it's, it's a it's a standalone. It's the one with the two girls. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. That was like a. I don't. I don't know what the term is. That was. Yeah. It was kind of like a a bonus episode they made after four. But yes, I have. Yeah, I played yeah. them all, like, and then I played the Vita one as well because I had a Vita. I remember that. I love the Vita. I never played the Vita one, but the Lost Legacy. Before we move uh, uh, on to the end of the thing, yeah. just for people who are anybody who listened to this and said Tim is a fucking idiot, then then ignore this. But anybody who was like, "Oh, Tim's making sense," I loved Lost Legacy. It's one of my favorite of the Uncharted experiences, simply because it holds your hand through this narrative, and then it drops you into this uh, mock open world area. That gives you, uh, you can follow the story and you can follow it in any order you want, but it also gives you like this weird unlockable treasure hunt that uh, gives you a, a, a special ability uh, for later on in the game or for your second run through that is completely unnecessary, but says, hey, you took the time to solve a bunch of puzzles and figure out these riddles and follow the clues on this map. Here's a little prize for having done that. Now get back to the story, little boy. <laughs> okay, you had your fun. Go back. And I want more games to do that. I want to, like, maybe Lost Legacy isn't everybody's favorite version of Uncharted. Maybe they didn't even like it. But I want a game that says, let's write Last of Us. Let's write Uncharted. Let's do all this. Let's do this linear thing. But in the middle of it, give you a treasure hunt with a goal. Not like the collectibles where like, oh, you might get an achievement if you find them all, but they don't actually do anything. Yeah. Give me something with a goal. Give me an open world in the middle of it uh, that is uh, still restrained enough that there's only a couple of things to do. And then put me back on the path to the end of the story and let me wrap that whole thing up in 10 hours. Ugh. If you can give me that game, I will keep buying that game every fucking day yes sir yeah i actually really like uh lost dude there's not one in this there's not any game with uncharted in the title that i don't like there's some i like more than others but there's not any of them that i don't like honestly this conversation has made me i haven't played them since i played uncharted 4 (laughs) which was and uncharted 4 came out five years ago it's it was an earlier ps4 game and now it's got me wanting to play i don't know when i'll ever have time to play them again but i would love to and i really hope the rumors of them working on a five is is true because i fucking love uncharted 
Um, well, whenever you do the podcast for uh, Uncharted 2, we will appease the people who listened to this whole thing and said, no one's going to talk about the actual game. Yeah, yeah. Who's going to talk? <laughs> well, the thing is, though, like... just like a... <laughs> I, like, to, to be honest with you, like, I, like, I, like, what is there to say? Like, I mean, sure, like, Drake's awesome and Sully, Sully's my favorite character, but, like, to be honest, as entertaining as this story is, it's also not the most... Like, it's not Last of Us. It's no, not the it's, most... it's exactly what you want. But yeah. I just mean the stuff in the game, like... Uh, you're going to this abandoned island that, uh, first of all, only one person, Nathan Drake, could find the, the location of based on six clues. These six clues were so difficult that only Nathan Drake could solve it. But once he solved it, uh, we were able to move an entire militia there before he got there. Yes. So uh, Nathan discovered this undiscoverable place. And when he got there, a militia was already there, who, by the way, has decided that the only way to stop Nathan Drake is to uh, uh, have six people guard an outpost and not communicate to further outposts. Yes. So uh, <laughs> these six guys die and then you're fine for a bit. And then there's another outpost and you kill those six guys. And it's like, you guys are so organized that you beat Nathan Drake to a hidden Island. Only Nathan Drake knows about you set up an entire military infrastructure. And then you have all of that capability but then you don't have the capability to say, hey, if someone starts shooting or you see Nathan Drake before anything else, just give me a call and let me know. Yeah. And we will send guys. But that's but that's <laughs> like the plot. That's villains 101. Ugh. They can't all. It's just like how in like ninja movies, it's always like one or two attack at a time instead of like all 80 yeah. of them. But if, if all I mean, 80 of us just rush him at once, play. he can't stop us. But I get it's, it's it. plot and gameplay. It's like look, like no, this is a game. We got to like here and then a game and then again and again. Yeah. I understand that from a mechanics point, it makes sense. But Trev, the fact that Naughty Dog is doing so much work to try to make the stories realistic, and then like you said, you're like there's this lovable character who feels bad about his relationships, who feels bad about all these other things, who really wants to save these artifacts, who really wants to save these other things, and then the second that we shift to gameplay mode from cutscene he's a he's an unrelentless serial homicide man yeah then he just becomes and, that, and that's my big thing is like yeah so like these bad guys they get there they set up they attack nate a few at a time and i agree with you all those things you're like what the fuck okay whatever and then the whole time you got sully up your ass telling you what to do but not actually doing anything and then you got the fucking ball and chain following you around and she's like i'll help you like get the fuck out just get out everyone just get the fuck out of my way and then we kill 400 of these guys so that i can get the fucking treasure so that we go back to civilization and i can have a shower because i've been locked in the woods for fucking four days but like and all that shit is wrong but that's my favorite thing about the whole thing is that Nathan Drake has probably killed 2,000 men in his life and yeah. no one bats oh, an eye. They're like, well, they fucking deserved it. They're the ones that are like, all their families, all those men's families are at home just like, where, where did dad go? And they're like, well, I went to the jungle to get treasure. And then Nate fucking Drake killed him and took the treasure. Like in a way, Nate's the enemy. Nate is the bad guy here. Uh he is definitely the bad guy. Fucking so uh, to shit. all the Remember the Game listeners, stay tuned in 2022 when Tim and Adam talk about <laughs> Uncharted 2 and we talk <laughs> about why 10 minutes before the game's over, we decide there should be zombies. Yes. Uh, that's on the next episode of Uncharted <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. I love this show. Um, okay, cool. so to score this thing, I'm just reading the Wikipedia page. There were 60 collectibles in the game. And I know you're a collectible Oh, There were so. 61, actually. Well, there you Oh, okay. All right, well, then we'll go while well, we're scoring. Okay, well, you know what? I'll score it out of 61 then because you're not going to give it a perfect fucking score anyway. 
Uh, on a scale no. of one to sixty-one, what would you score uh, Uncharted Drake's Fortune? Okay, here's the caveat. Uh, I am a story-based person. I want a game that is entertaining and uh, and tells me something great. And uh, I will forgive a game loop uh, because of that. Uh, but still, because game loop, uh, I think, is awful with Naughty Dog games. I would give this uh, a healthy 49. I think, yeah, I can go 49. Uh, that being said, uh, if you want, if you have a Saturday, uh, play this. Uh, uh, in terms of should you play it, 100% yes. Uh, in terms of overall game, 49 out of 61, Adam. That's fair. Yeah, I'd probably... To, like, to be honest with you, my initial plan was to get into that 54-55 range because I really do love this game. But the simple mm-hmm. fact of the matter is I think all the other games in the series do it better. And it's hard not to compare it to its brothers in, in the franchise. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm probably Let's in that... be fair, Adam. Like, it's 49, but if Uncharted uh, Drake's Fortune had padlock shooting this would be a 58 <laughs> fair enough yeah 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 the padlock shooting i uh, that's the that's uh, we spent two years developing this well what'd you do with the rest of it nothing this is all we did um yeah i'd probably be in that 52 53 range partially because i think it's a good game and 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 admittedly it's getting some points just because maybe it's a slight exaggeration to say it was as big of influence on me as some of those other games like Mario and, and, and Final Fantasy 2, but at the same time, it kind of isn't. Because without Uncharted, I don't know how much I would care about PlayStation today. Because I was done with PlayStation, and on, this is the video game that brought me back to PlayStation, and um, frankly, this is the game that helped me discover just how good they've become at these third-person action games that I fucking just love so much. So... Yeah, probably in the in the low to mid fifties out of sixty one. That's good scores. I think uh, I think, and uh, if anybody wants something to talk about on the Patreon or on the Discord or on the reviews of this, uh, if you want an argument to pull out, I think Uncharted might be one of the most most important games that ever came out. I think uh, uh, out, uh, the modern era is built by Mario, Doom, and Uncharted, and I will die on that hill. Yeah, I think uh, games today, every single one of them, owe their uh, owe their existence to either Mario, Doom, or Uncharted. Yeah, those are those are some fucking heavy hitters, man. Um, before I hit end on this and let you get on with your day, uh, I know you stay pretty busy, and I know that sometimes we collaborate, and I come over to your side of the the internet and hang yeah, out right, with you, you and what you're doing. So go ahead. What do you what do you what are you staying busy with these days? Uh, one of the most important things in my life outside of comedy is I do a comedy game show. Uh, as you know, Adam, uh, our favorite thing in the world is uh, between sets and before and after shows when we hang out with all of our favorite comedian friends in the green room and uh, and just hang out. And uh, I've tried to recreate that. And realizing that people don't want to just watch people talk at each other, uh, we've done it over a board game called Codenames. So I do a game show called Codenames Live where a lot of my celebrity friends come and hang out and play with us. You have been one of those people. And Mondays and Thursdays on twitch.tv slash Tim underscore Riel at 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, comedians play Codenames, uh, the board game. And it is an absolute blast. Uh, and uh, it's uh, super interactive like your stream. So uh, 
if you like, uh, if you if you like Adam yelling at you in the chat, you'll <laughs> like Adam and four other people yelling you at you in the chat. I do. Uh, over <laughs> on my stream as well, dude. Every time I play Code Names on your channel, I get I like when we're done and I log off my computer, I feel bad because I'm like, dude, Tim's producing like this great high quality show, and I'm just this ignoramus on there screaming at my partner and yelling at the chat to stop telling me what I'm doing, and I feel like I always bring it down, but it really is like Tim is is Tim's in the comedy business. Business, man tim knows comics tim brings great comics on it is it's 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 a remarkably high quality uh entertaining show and like tim said monday dude what are you gonna watch like listen i'm a pro wrestling fan none of you are watching monday night raw right now that show is the worst thing on television <laughs> it's fucking horrendous so just check out tim's stream instead i will i'm gonna put a note in my notes so i don't forget to put a note on the show i will try my absolute best to remember to plug it in the description box next month when this episode actually goes live um but yes check it out That's cool. for sure and uh buddy that dude i've been wanting to get you on the show for a while and i'm glad we were finally able to do this and thank you for uh spending over an hour talking about Sully's shitty advice in the world of uncharted i uh, really appreciate it adam i will anything for you brother i love you thanks buddy back at you that's going to do it for this week's episode. Tim, thank you so much for giving me a call and thank you for talking Uncharted with me and every single one of you listening to this show right now. Thank you so much for listening to the show right now. I really, really appreciate the support. If you're enjoying what we're doing, if you like the podcast, and most importantly, if you can tolerate the sound of my voice, which is a big ask, uh, consider supporting us on Patreon. It is only two bucks. It helps me so much. You get extra podcasts, a shout out, Discord access, so much more. It's a ridiculous amount of value for the $2. Uh, Patreon.com slash remember the game for this sunday's episode of expansion pass which is exclusive to our patrons we're going to be talking playstation as a whole what they're doing right right now what they're doing wrong right now kind of a state of address and we'll talk about what i think they need to do in the future to keep their spot atop the gaming mountain so that should be a lot of fun uh, we have a P.O. Box as well. You can find the address at rememberthegamepodcast.com. It is P.O. Box 69181, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, T6V1G7. Shoot me a postcard or a letter, something small, and I'll shoot you back one and we'll be best friends. That's how that works. Uh, oh, yeah. And while you're at rememberthegamepodcast.com, check out our merch. That's another great way to check out the show. It's really, I gave up some profit margin to go with the highest quality t-shirts and hoodies that Teespring offers because you can go with the cheaper shit. And I was like, no, no, I'm not going to, I don't want to rip people off more than I already do with the podcast. So uh, t- go rememberthegamepodcast.com. You can find all of our merchandise there. And finally, you can find me on Twitch Tuesday and Wednesday evenings and Saturday afternoons. Look for Member the Game on twitch.tv. And if you've never gone on Twitch, I understand because I was I was you until I started streaming on Twitch. You can see the game I'm playing. You can see me. I talk to you while I'm playing. There's a chat so I can read the chat and it's it's a lot of fun. I spend just as much time arguing with the chat as I actually do playing the game. Go to go to twitch.tv and then look for the user member the game. <clears throat> You'll see our logo there. It's pretty hard to miss. Not remember the game, 
member of the game. Hit me with a follow, 100% free. I'll never beg you for subscriptions or donations or any of that greasy shit that other grease bags on there do. I will also never wear a low-cut shirt and get, you know, sit in a kitty bathtub on a rocking horse pouring water on myself. So you're not going to get any sexual innuendos here, but you're also not going to get begged for money. So it's kind of a tit for tat. Twitch.tv slash member the game. And that is going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks a lot, everybody. I'm going to shout out to all of our Patreons and then move on with my life. Uh, and I guess I'll talk to you guys the next time I produce a... Oh, fuck, my voice just cracked. I made it through this whole podcast without my voice doing this and then it fucking did it. I feel like the kid from The Simpsons like, hey, mister, your taco fell in the deep fryer. I'll get it out. Ah, anyway, some of you don't like Simpsons. You're like, this is awful. Uh, thanks for listening. Talk to you guys later. You're the best. Cheers. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I'm producing three podcasts a week right now, and it just simply would not be feasible without the support of everyone that supports us over at patreon.com slash remember the game. So I would like to take a quick moment to thank every single person that has signed up over on Patreon for at least $2. This week or this month, we're going to le- read them in reverse alphabetical order, and I'm sure I'm going to fuck a bunch of these up. So a gigantic thank you to... <sighs> Zoo Troy, Zane Donovan, Yamcha, X Water, Wyman Brooks, Wolf Magic K21, Wolfgang Darren, White Burrow, Vladstein, Vincent L, Very Cool Dude, Tyler, Troy Ksuniak, Trevor Seven Oaks, Tony Sherichetti, Tommy Reynolds, Tom Kite, Todd, Timothy Real, Tim L, Tim Chambo, Thor the Hammered, They Call Me Badger, The T Word, The Honest Pokemon Trainer, The Giraffe, The Anti Spatial Podcast, That One Kid Nick, Tense Sparkster, Swedish Fish, Super Merry Ho, Stupid Monkey, Stitch, Steve O'Connor, Stefan Fukasawa, Starro Probin, Squint, Spencer C. Weiss, Slick Rick, Silver Grunion, Sharonic, Sean Razine, Shaley, Sirius Ron P., Clifford, Sean Clifford, Scott V., Scott Brooks, Sam Wright, S2 Vaughn 5000, Ryan Yeager, Ryan White, Ryan McCowan, Ryan Kinchin, Ryan Bayshore, Rogue Agent, Rodrigo Tomazzi, Robert Lippa, Robert Fuchsia, 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 fuck, I suck at this, Rex Sheldon, Retro Bismol, Retro Ghosty Ghost, Raul Aguirre, <laughs> Raul, I'm sorry. Raging Demon, Potato Bob Guy, Poops Loomis, Pizza Power, Pie Messiah, Peebs, PB McFadden, Parzival, Paul Bullard, Paul, Pat Duddy, No One Cares, Ninja Lunchbox 79, Nick Sills, Nathaniel Shelley, Nathan Warzecha, Nathan Tromblay, Nathan Freak, Murat Pepper, Mulverine Films, Mr. Me Seeks 0406, Mr. Nick, Mr. Satan, Mr. Mark Wire, MPG in Buffalo, Morgan, Miles from BringBackRetro.com, Miklos Blackshaw, Mike Malowani, Mike Maloney, fuck. Mike Cummings, Mike Burks, Michael Hegg, Michael Mathis, Mercury869, Mega Man 2 OG, McJr., Matthew McKellen, McLean, Ma- Matthew Davis, Matt McLean, I suck so hard at this, Matt Brown, Martin Greenwood, Mark 209, Mark Jones, Makeshift, Mallow Money, Mad Shibs, Mackenzie Wheeler, Luca Reskigno, Reskigno, Lord Finish, Logan Hale, Les Winan, Leon K, Lee Whitworth, Lee Spilling, Lane Orr, Kyle Paul, Kinslayer, Kevin Hufford, Kevin, Kerry Waka Waka, Kelly, Keegs, K Cuz, Kate Roberts, K Jam, Joshua Shenfield, Joshua Davis, Josh Morgan, jo- Joseph Gonzalez, Jordan, John Byrne 86, John DeShazo, Johnny CCDC, John Quack, John Doskis, Joe Mack, Joe Gillespie, Joe Buck, 
Joel LeBlanc, Jesse Clark, Jerbear, Jeffrey Mathis, Jeff Johnson from Game on GNT, Jay Clutch, JB Retromania, Jason Cortez, Jared, James Clark, James Anderson, Jafar, I Worked at Subway, Andre SJ Flash, Guest House Productions, Goth C, Geek Life Radio, Gary C, Gary Heather, G9PSX, Freezer Burnt, Fraser Burns, Fob, Ferdy Martinez, Fake McHugh, Explode Processing, Evan Refuse, Mfelf, Elijah 232, Electronic Emotions Program, 8-Bit Bovi, Dylan, Doug Dorn, Doogie, Dominic S. Thompson, Do How, DNA Gaming, Divalk, Devin Gordon, Desert Tortoise, Derpimus Prime, Derek Jane, Defunct, Devin Schne- David Schnatterer, David Ray, David Phillips, David, Dave Thompson, Dave McGee, Dave L, Dario Omen, Danny Vega, Daniel McKee, Dane Upton, Dana Wutrell, Dan Wagner, Dan T, Chris Knife 007, Crash Bandicoot, Craig Rutt, Corey Street, Corey, Cody Poland, Chuck Schlarp, Christopher Sumner, Christopher Russell, Chris Goodfellow, Chris Flurry, Chris Copland, Chris Campbell, Chowdy Lottie, Charlie Medeiros, Chosen Last, Carmichael Nicholas, Captain Cool, Candido, Brian Ransom, Brian Medeiros, Brian Robbins, Brian McKay, Brandon Hain, Brandon O'Brien, Born to Do It, Boognish, Bones O2, Ben Drinkin, Ben Boucha, Ben Booya, A-Town, Ashley Cronenbitter, Arpad Bodos, April Zane, Andy Hudson, Andrew Wright, Andre, Amy Gillen, Amarok, Alex Martinez, AJ Jones, AJ Freeman, Adam O'Sharello, Adam J, Adam Beasley, Adam Anderson, Aaron Lawson, Aaron Baker, a novel console and too loud for the crowd. Holy fuck, there's a lot of you guys. Thank you all so, so much, very much. And uh, sorry if I fucked up your names. I need a drink of water. Thanks, guys. Cheers.